The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Hello, everybody, you beautiful marks, you sweaty shaggers. This is episode 25 of Snapdragon Duplex. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Mikey Mack, and with me I have your other host, it's Randy Phil. How are you doing, Randy? I'm good, Mikey. Cheers, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate, I'm good. Nice. Right, are you fucking ready to talk about I Double or Nothing? ready. The sweatiest of sweaty shaggers. <laughs> I am fucking... ready. Do you know what we need in this country now? It's fucking aircon. It's just too oh, sweaty mate, I know. as soon as the sun comes out. I uh, know. I've been fucked in the house the past three or four days. I'm ginger, so I'm just absolutely <laughs> wiped out in the house. Like, every curtain, blind, drawn, absolutely fucked. <laughs> Sitting there like a fucking vampire. Ah, uh, yeah, mate. Shite. Right, so, I guess we'll just do a quick skim over Dynamax. We didn't cover it from last week. It was on a Friday, the bastards. So my fucking week was all out of whack. Yeah, fucked me big time. I told you what happened, didn't I? I got the, I got into the yes. Thunderdome for the Friday, but I didn't do it. I was like, oh no, I'll skip it because I want to watch Dynamite and I'll just kind of no focus and fuck about with the two of them. Mm-hmm. Got to one o'clock and I'm like, right, I'll stick Dynamite on. Nah, it's not there. It's like, oh, it starts at three. I'm like, ah, fuck. So then at <laughs> one o'clock I'm rushing about trying to work that stupid fucking BT Sports app on a fire stick to get yeah. a Smackdown up. It just fucked about for so long. I thought, all right, this this will be like a decent episode of SmackDown. Then see if they know the they've got AEW coming on after them. They'll like put a yeah. lot of effort into this fucking show. You'd think so. You'd think so. <laughs> but did they? Wow, well, mate, I can't even. I can kind of remember what happened, but I'm just like, this was absolute shit. I'll go watch Dynamite now. This will be good. Yeah, you would think um, so. You would think so. You would think so. It's the go home show. I th- I know I thought it was fucking horrible for a go home show. Yeah, do you know what's weird though? It's like how can you call it a go home show if the fucking pay per views essentially the next night? Yeah. But yeah. It, 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 I, yeah. It was. I I thought it was, I I kind of felt like they blew their load the week before, and this Aye. was just kind of like the after jizz for the go home. Because <laughs> they wanted to fucking get everything announced the week before for some reason. I don't think they had. Yeah. Ah, they must have sold out all their tickets by that point. You would think Surely, so, right? Aye, every cunt would have been wanting to go back. Mm-hmm. Right, hold on, mm-hmm. where am I? Where's my train of thought going here? Aye, so they announced all the matches the week before, when it was still mm-hmm. the shite crowd. Yeah. And then, for the week before, it was just like, Dynamite pre-show. It was like a pre-show for a pay-per-view. See how like you get your one hour before it, and it's just shite build? Yeah. That's all that episode of Dynamite was. It was shite build for the pay-per-view. Yeah, I totally agree. Have you got any highlights from Dynamite that you like, that you want to talk about? or? Well, I've just got the fucking website up by now. I'm on the, like, the results thing. Mm-hmm. The AEW official results. So, what is it? Darby Allen. Ah, he fought fucking Cesar Bononi, didn't he? Yeah. <sighs> I've got nothing for that match. Nah, Darby wins, is all I wrote. <laughs> Darby wins. <laughs> um... <laughs> Paul White was introduced, he's done some shit. Ah, oh, the Cody Rhodes will go go way in. Shite, right, nah, fuck it. I don't even want to get into this episode of Dynamite. It was fucking absolute garbage mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Apart from 
the Dark Order versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. That was a half decent match. I like seeing Stu yeah. Grayson. He's fucking cool. Like, can I, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, the only thing I've got to say, uh, and unfortunately, it is about the fucking Ogogo Cody thing, is because last week <laughs> you had. <laughs> I, I tried to skip past it. Like, no, this is straight. I don't want to talk about this. Fuck it, let's just like, go and then no, Mike. He's like, oh, you know what? Back. I want to talk about that. I'm That's fucking, fucking pulling you back. <laughs> We're not, they're, they're not getting away with this bollocks. Not with you, right? <laughs> um, so the fact that a big show can't work a fucking scale. <laughs> And then he's like, he's he's like, shut up, go go! I just learned how to work the scale today. <laughs> like, he obviously didn't even learn it today, mate. It's fucking. <clears throat> but, um, so yeah, no, it's to go back to something you said last week, where you mentioned you'd asked me the question if I thought cuties, cuties, are they now all big fans of Union Jack and all the the rest of it? Are they anti-America right now? And uh, right. it seems that they are because they got to the ring looking like a fucking riot in George Square. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But then I, I, the third thing, most surprising thing about all this stuff is that it actually seemed to work. Do you remember I was saying that there just can't be anyone in this day who enjoys this? Well, they were right. chatting USA, they were chatting Austin Powers, they were saying fireworks off, and I'm shocked it actually still works in 2021. My mate was talking to me about this, and he was like, "You." We're missing the point. He's saying you and Mikey are missing the point. Like, right? What's the point? He's like, right? That the Americans pure love it and everything, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to be. We're thinking about it through the Americans' eyes, and we're like, nah, it's shite. But we should be looking at it as like the proper UK. So see the way it's built up in that. Yeah. He's saying Cody Rhodes looks as though he's the fucking bad cunt for Rocky too. What's the guy's name? Uh, Ivan Drago. Aye, him. The Russian like, dude. Co- Aye, he's like, Cody Rose is like the Russian dude to us. He's coming out with all his entourage. He's like slagging Ogogo off for him having his pals or whatever. No, it was yeah. Tony Schiavone or something. He's like, oh, I'll look at Ogogo with his entourage. And there's like three or four of them. Aye. And then Cody Rhodes comes out, big fucking fireworks, absolutely <laughs> loving it. Coming out with North Carolina f- with him. <laughs> Aye. Like half the fucking crew backstage coming out with him. He's got his pure beach blonde hair mm-hmm. and uh, he's wearing like all the fucking gear and all of that. He's big trackies and all of that shit and all the big fancy tights and that for the pay-per-view. He's like, Cody Rhodes is the actual total heel and he's got to turn on the US <laughs> and everybody else will just be like, well, we fucking told you, look at me, he's a wanker. But you just love Cody. <laughs> so, so you, so you reckon that this is a long game work, and Cody is actually gonna prove himself. It kind of rolls in with something on Double or Nothing, and we're really jumping ahead of ourselves. But I don't give a fuck. It's it's our, it's our podcast. We do whatever the fuck we want, right? <clears throat> so, um, so you know Cody's match, the actual match with the Go Go on the show. Cody came out. Do you watch The Boys on Amazon? Nah. My brother right. started watching it and he keeps saying, oh, I fucking get it, it's brilliant, it's brilliant. Ah, you'd like it, man. It, it, it is up your street. But, like, the whole idea is that superheroes, there's, like, a Justice League and they're all, like, fake on the outside, but they're complete evil cunts on the inside, warmongering bastards. Right. So, the main guy in it who's, like, a fake version of Superman is called Homelander and he's, like, a big psycho and blah, blah, blah. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is because Cody came out dressed... As Homelander. Oh no! <laughs> so he came out dressed as the bad guy from that show. That'd be decent, like coming out pretending you're a superhero in that when you're actually a cunt. Yeah. So like, like, yeah. So he came out as like this murderous, fucking warmongering cunt underneath an American flag, essentially. 
and he oh, dressed as that man. guy instead of dressing as you know Superman, who's actually the good version of that. <laughs> so yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, that would be cool. So maybe you're right. So maybe you're right. Maybe maybe he is going to be like, I don't know. Maybe his next gimmick's going to be we're invading Iraq for some oil. <laughs> <laughs> we need to drive down ticket prices. No way to do that is to get more oil. <laughs> As soon as he finds Anthony Gogo out in the desert hiding in a hole with a massive beard, that's when you know they've, they've gone too far. <laughs> um, that's Honestly, that's all I have written basically for this show. Nothing else really big came of it. We've got a new AW women's belt, actually. And it looks better. Does it? I thought it looks like that exact fucking same. Bit bigger though. Wait, nah. I'm not yeah. accepting that as a new belt. No, fuck off. I'm not accepting <laughs> this as a new belt. It's the same fucking belt. Like, (laughs) honestly, you could have just put a new fucking strap on it and all anybody would have said was, oh, they fixed it. They wouldn't be like, oh my God, that's a new belt. Why didn't they announce it's a new belt? Yeah, okay. I know what you mean. The the old belt was like tiny, the plates in it were really small and it was supposed to be like uh, traditional. It looked absolutely hilarious on fucking Nyla Rose. Oh, it was so fun. It looked like Nyla Rose was wearing a tiara around her waist. Yeah, it was... It looked cool though, I like that version of the belt. I think that's how the Japanese wrestling do their belts. Yeah, shite. Their, their women's belts is just like dead thin ones, yeah. Um. So yeah, they've kind of just, they've, yeah, everyone's saying they fixed it. I think they've fixed it, they've kind of fucking made it a bit bigger. But it, it is the same belt, but just a bit yeah. bigger. Pretty much it. Um, it ended with the inner circle kind of having a big goodbye to everyone, and I was like, oh, that's me convinced now that they're definitely going to fucking lose. I didn't even pay attention to this because it was the inner circle just mm-hmm. sucking each other off. Yeah. And Eric Bishop was there as well. What was he doing there? I have no idea, man. I don't know. I uh, came in just to fucking talk about how he made the NWO again, didn't he? I pretty much, hi. He came out just like, um, yeah, do you remember that time that I fought Vincent Man with a fucking gi on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do, Eric. Fuck's sake. I wish I didn't. I know. <laughs> cool. Well, that brings us to that, that. That's the quickest dynamite review we've ever done in uh, about ten minutes. So that probably brings us to double uh, or nothing. I guess we can crack on. Right. What did you make it then? Double or nothing. Overall thoughts. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let me scroll to the end of my notes because that's where I put it. Uh. Do you know what? I'm just. I'm just saying as anything. I mean, like, I can just tell you. I did think it was a really good pay per view overall. Uh, there was a couple of stinkers in there, which we'll get into. Uh, there was at one point, I felt like maybe it was a bit too long. They kind of pulled the wind out of their own sails a wee bit. Yeah. With the Anthony Agogo Cody Rhodes fight, I think, was the real point where the wind got pulled out of the sail. But they got it back. They got it back. Yeah, I mean, maybe they could have put other stuff on other shows and kind of made this a three-hour pay-per-view and it would have been really good. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, overall, a great pay-per-view. I think... Yeah, I liked it. I liked the pay-per-view. I really enjoyed it. But I think with an AEW pay-per-view now, you need to like pick your matches and your feuds that you're interested in. You can't go in wanting to see every match because you just get fucking yeah. burnt out. Is this is this is this like the WrestleMania? Is double or nothing the WrestleMania, or is it all in or all out, or which which one? I know that's their big four. Um, big all three, out, I that. think maybe. Is there is there a big one? That's the WrestleMania. I think so. I think it's all out. Maybe did okay. they still have an all out? It's like revolution, double or all nothing, up. all in, all in, all out. Yeah, it would probably be all in, but I don't know. I wouldn't say they have a fucking WrestleMania because they do 
a decent one with all their um, yeah. all their pay-per-views. So I felt like this was kind of, it felt like the WrestleMania, but I wonder if that was just because we had a full crowd yeah. and it was like big and dramatic and there was loads of stuff going on and it just kind of felt like they really went all out on this show. No pun yeah. intended. Mate, I'll let you off with it, right? I'll let you off with this one, you <laughs> fucking puns. I didn't mean puns. it. I didn't mean it. Um, <laughs> it's when I said it and went, oh, fuck, he's going to fucking rinse me. <laughs> I like doing the puns when you're not here to rinse me, when I can just say them and then just be like, ha, he's going to listen to this later and be fucking raging. <laughs> I, do, I always make notes. I'm like, right, cool. I'll, I'll talk to him about this a lot. And then I'm just like, nah, fuck it. No time. We just chat shit for two hours solid. <laughs> I know. I've I've got the same. I've always, I've always got these things. If if there's a lull in conversation, I'm like, right, I'll just throw this in. But it just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Every time we've done it, it just hasn't happened. So right, should we just crack into the show then? I will just go through the fucking matches or whatever. I didn't watch the pre-show. I don't know if you did. Um, no, nah, I was busy during the pre-show, but I was busy. I was busy washing my hair. <laughs> yeah, apparently it was right good. Whenever you're on Reddit the next day, and that everybody was saying, oh. Fucking, if you didn't watch this match, you really missed out. Right, okay. See the fact that, again, it's an NWA women's title match on an AEW show. I'm not going to fucking tune in. Yeah. Because I'm not expecting a title change now. Even if there is a massive title change, I'm like, whoa, wasn't expecting that. Maybe I'll go back and watch it then if it's good, but yeah. nah, I just wasn't um, interested. Did you see that um, Thunder Rosa's definitely signed to AEW now? She's not NWA. Nah, I didn't see that. Um, I can't remember where I saw it, but... It is confirmed. I remember seeing it and being like, oh, next time I talk to Andy, I've got to tell him that because um, it's something that we do mention every now and again. Oh, yeah. I mention it all the time that she's not signed and every country's probably like, oh, you're an idiot. She has signed. <laughs> They're just like, it's like, unsubscribe. I can't <laughs> listen to this nonsense. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's AEW. Thunder Rosa is AEW. Yeah, she's all elite. Oh, cool. Right, cool. So, I mean, fuck the pre-show. We didn't watch it. So, we'll go <laughs> straight into the first match, which was... The Rage of Sage, Page, oh. Brian Cage versus Adam Page. And the first thing I guess to say is Brian Cage came out and was he supposed to be Kano from Mortal Kombat or something like that? He had like, he was like done up like an android. I was thinking Jax. Is it Jax? No, just Jack. See the fucking boy with the robot arms out of Tekken? Uh, he's out of Mortal Kombat, the guy with the big robot arms. No, no. We're, we're hanging oh, Jack, guys. oh no, no, you're thinking about the, the big massive robot, Jack Jack 5 or Jack 3, whatever it is. Aye, him for That's what I was getting, but what did you say, Kano? Yeah, I thought maybe Kano because he had the big uh, laser eye. Yeah. But it could be like a Terminator, you know, as well. Ah, Who fuck knows? knows. It was just the machine, wasn't it? The, machine, the machine, Brian yeah. Cage. The, the machine, Brian Cage. Is this the first time that he's fucking wore that get up, though, in AEW anyway? I've seen him wear it before, but it might have been someone else. I think this is the first time he's done it in AEW, maybe. That ah, doesn't matter. Who knows? Aye, so he came down wearing this shirt, and I was just like, aye, right, he needs to wrestle with that on now. Like, that, that, must be, <laughs> that needs to be the rule. See if you're going to wear something that shirt to the ring, you need to fucking wrestle in it. Yeah. It was It was a bit like, remember when Triple H entered WrestleMania oh, fucking 31, yeah. and he had the Terminator gear on? Yeah. When he fought Sting? God, I, I, I would love to forget that match, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam Page comes out with the first pop of the night, and at that point I'm like, holy fuck, this crowd is hot. Like, the place went insane just from walking out. Um, I don't know about you, did it, did it, did it make you fucking, did it, did it make you feel anything? Aye, like, like, see on Dynamite, it, mm-hmm. I'm guessing it was the same crowd, but I just, 
it felt shite for the first show with a crowd. It just mm-hmm. felt as though there was no reaction or not a lot in it. Yeah. So that just kind of put me down for a bit, and then as soon as Cage came out and there was a big fucking pop, I was like, right, nah, we're excited again now. We're good. Yeah, yeah, it started, and I was so into this match. I was just like, oh god, this is great. Like it, it was the crowd. The crowd drew me right in. Like them going absolutely insane. It was like light outside. I love it when that's at the start of the pay per view and it's bright outside, and you see the crowd are day drinking. They're fucking steaming already, and, nuts. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, I was really into. It. I didn't write any notes down until I was about halfway through the match. I was like, oh shit, the notes. I'm like, <laughs> so I missed loads from the start, but um, I started. You do you remember when Brian Cage he had uh, Adam Page up for a fucking his bicep curl spot oh, swung yeah. him up into the fireman's carry and then he went for the Samoan drop thing but like he over rotated and the people in commentary were kind of selling it as Adam Page doing a counter and then Adam Page right. did a roll up Aye. and I was like this is shit, that was the only sloppy bit of the match, I was like what the fuck was that yeah, all I could think the whole time that was going, you're getting chants all the time of cowboy shit People chatting Adam Page, people booing everything Brian Cage is doing. They both must have felt amazing in that match, genuinely, with the fucking crowd reaction. Um, they were getting all the cheers and boos that they were wanting. Um, yeah, I mean, the other spots I got from that match, you've got Brian Cage did a huge suplex to uh, Hangman from the ring out into the entrance ramp. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. It looks sore as fuck. Uh, then we had Cage went for a buckshot lariat. Which was fucking mad, and then Page, <laughs> Page put him into an F five, which was fucking even madder. Ah, uh, yeah, I think that F five looked fucking nice to be fair. I, I did. I, I was surprised he was strong enough to do it. Brian Cage is a yeah. fucking big boy. See, when you see Brock Lesnar doing it, Brock Lesnar's fucking massive, so everybody looks tiny compared to him. You're like, oh, that looks nice. But see, when you had Adam mm-hmm. Page, who's a decent sized guy, taking on Brian Cage, who's bigger than him. And hitting the yeah. F5, it looked fucking nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked nasty. It was good. Um, then that leads us to, you know, as is tradition, we have our small stramash. We've got um, Team Taz came out to interfere. Fucking Ricky Starks gives the FTW belt to Cage. Like, fucking do him, man. Like, I'm distracting the ref. Do him. Um, fucking Brian Cage throws the FTW belt back to start, saying he's not going to cheat. Get the fuck out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this clean. I want to do this clean. And then Hook's like, oh, come on, man, come on. So he's like, like Hook, just fuck off, mate. Get a better name, fuck off. <laughs> and then he gets absolutely nailed by a buckshot lariat. And uh, it's one, two, three. Adam Page wins against Brian Cage. And what do you think? Brian Cage to be out of Team Taz by next week? Yeah, it needs to be, doesn't it? It can't last fucking much longer now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I like the Team Taz idea and stuff. And it has yeah. worked to get the boys over a bit whenever they got pumped off the hooligans. Yeah. Or the hoodlums, sorry. The, the hoodlums, aye. The hoodlums. The um, hoodlums. So it has worked to get fucking Brian Cage and Ricky Starks over anyway, so like, mm-hmm. if you're going to kick out Brian Cage, bring somebody else in. Yeah. To, to give them the numbers advantage <laughs> still, like, give him a one-on-one match against Ricky Starks or fucking Hobbs. Will Hobbs? Powerhouse uh, uh Powerhouse Will Hobbs, yeah, that's right. Put him in a match with one of them and then at the the match end just let him get jumped off a newcomer who's got to join Team Taz. Leo Rush or somebody. That'd be cool. Spoiler actually, alert, yeah. Leo Rush fucking <laughs> shows up, right? And he made an absolute cunt of his cell. Yeah. 
I think that's the that's the tradition of this match because was it last year that Matt Seidel debuted? Yeah. And yeah, he fucking nearly broke his cell. <laughs> I, I don't think Leo Rush broke his cell, but uh, see when these boys come in, they just get absolutely pumped up and uh, yeah. make a cunt of their cell and it's fucking funny. Yeah, it's class. Like, you cringe a wee bit and you're like, oh, I hope he's alright, and then you think, ah, what a dick. <laughs> just deserved that uh, one, mate. So, overall thoughts of the opening match, what do you think? I good. I liked it. It was a good fucking start to the show. It got me pumped. Got me amped. Yeah. Amped. Hyped. Hyped. Get to get you fucking pure mojo rollied. Ah, uh, mate. We'll talk about him later. Sacked. We'll get to him. <laughs> Did it get you sacked? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. I'm the same, man. I. I, th- I thought it was great. It got me really pumped up for the rest of the show. The crowd were fucking hot. It made it really special feeling. I was like, fuck, the crowd is back. This is great. And you, re- yeah. you realise what you've been missing when yeah. they're back. Yeah, I thought it was a great opener. And that leads us to the next match, which was John Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus the Young Bucks for the tag team belts. I mean, are you wanting to cover this, mate? Nah, nah. You, we'll just fucking, we'll just let you rattle through your stuff and I'll just react to all your shit. Right, let's do that then, right. <clears throat> but so, um, I'll, I'll say this, so I'll... The entrance for this, for these boys, just uh, absolutely burnt the crowd out. They were just after tits the whole fucking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so this was getting, like, billed as, like, the outsiders versus the AEW family. Do you know what I mean? So it was, like, weirdly, AEW were the baddies and people from outside were the goodies in this fight. So That's mental, isn't it? It is weird. It's, it was... It was weird because of the promo package and that. They were like, yeah, we are all elite and you guys are just like from the other place. And they kept saying <laughs> that. And like, you guys need to fucking drop talking about WWE and just be your own hangman. Just forget about them. You know I mean? Fucking Kingston wasn't WWE. No, I was he fuck. Ah, well. But, um, right, well, exactly what you said, though, mate. It starts off uh, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston coming out all amped up. Uh, to this new version of Wild Thing coming through the crowd, going absolutely insane, drinking people's beer. I was like, fuck me, mate. There's a pandemic on. You can't be drinking this. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pregnant wife in the house. I don't know if she's still pregnant or if she's had the win yet, but he's like, oh, fuck guess I'm, I'm on one today. <laughs> fuck it. Like, fucking lads day out. Sundays for the boys. It was abs- it was like someone who hadn't been on the session for three years had finally had their first pint. Uh, it was great. <clears throat> um, they went absolutely nuts. And this actually sold me on the theme. This made me realise, like, aye, this is class. Nah, this is fucking aye, great. Aye. See, for this, I was really enjoying the fucking theme for it. I know I've been getting it shit the past few weeks, but uh, nah, this really works for me. Don't know if it's because it needs a crowd. It's been shite whenever he just he comes out and he's all amped up to it, and there's just nobody to react to it. But yeah, this pay per view and fucking everybody was going off their tits for it. So yeah, I enjoyed it. But maybe again, he's normally AW one week to weeks, and then do this as a pay per view or something like that. Yeah, kind of like themes or something. Kind of like Triple H with his fucking. Yeah. He comes out to the game, and then when he comes out of pay per views, he's the king of kings. Yeah. Like that, that'd yeah. be cool. That'd be cool, yeah. That'd be cool. So uh, fucking Cody's got to do it because he's Cody's <laughs> like, oh, it's fucking me, I'm the boys. Every cunt of me, 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 me. <laughs> I'm so fed up with Cody, man. I just fucking, I can't wait to we get to that match and we could shit all over it. Right, so <laughs> we're in this match. It's a fucking good this entrance. This is, this is a good entrance, and um, 
every time I'm watching them come down the ring with the, I know I keep going on about the trainers, right? Every, they're coming down with these air Dior's and they're just swinging them about, <laughs> them. them, and launching them. And all I can <laughs> think is like, I hope the fuck these are fake. I hope these aren't real. <laughs> these ones, like, this is a fucking. Um, I think they must be fake. They must right. be. Um, um, aye, so, so he fucking launches him. John Moxley launches him, sprints down the crowd, takes a pint. Before all of that, the, he launches his dick in the face of a wee Chinese bird in case you didn't catch that. No, I didn't catch that. He was absolutely <laughs> loving it, but he didn't even recognise she was there. He was just like one foot up on the guardrail, one on a chair, just like kind of getting at a wee thrust and a point, <laughs> a point to his dick. But he doesn't even notice she's there. Oh, but she's, she looks awkward and I'm like ah, he's got to go home and Renee is just going to absolutely rip him to shreds <laughs> but honestly he's, he had no idea what was going on he was just he was, he was so pumped aye, for the crowd he was five lines deep <laughs> ah, it just looked so inappropriate but oh, I don't know if any cunt caught it on that or if I was just in one wee world where I was like, oh my god. This is the thing, right? So Right, go on, Mr. Ring. No, 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 all I was going to say was, uh, I watched I was watching Dark Side of the Ring and it was the episode about Nick Gage and I don't think you've, you've watched, have you, have you watched any of this yet? Nah, I don't know who the fuck Nick Gage is. Right, well, I won't ruin it for you, but um, John Moxley is one of the people they interview right. in that episode and he basically says that He's not in this for money, he's not in this for fame, any of that. He's in it for the feeling of the crowd going insane. And you Who just is? saw that. Moxley or Nick Gage? Mo- uh, Moxley. Moxley. Moxley was saying that Moxley feels that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. John Moxley's only in it for the crowd, he says, with, you know, millions of pounds in the bank. And then it <laughs> <he> comes. <laughs> but um, yeah, it kind of looked like the proof was in the pudding there a wee bit. He went fucking insane, didn't he? Aye. So see when he launches these fucking trainers. Yeah. He's lucky that Nakon lifted them like. Oh yeah, like I would have fucking hidden them. I would have grabbed <laughs> them, shot them straight under the chair, <laughs> and been Some, like just sitting on them. Would've. But then it just just goes to show the type of people me and you are, right? <laughs> like, oh yeah, with a hand, and then like no, nah. probably like two minutes, a minute, a minute at most, mm-hmm. let's say that they were left unattended. I didn't see like any guards or fuck all or security keeping an eye on it. Yeah. Everybody was just like so in awe of fucking John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. That, um, I know. Aye, fucking so <laughs> they're fucking lucky that they didn't get lifted then, because I think it does play into the fucking match anyway later. Yeah, it did I. So, I mean, um, the Young Bucks, the story of this is the Young Bucks are fucking raging. They got their shoes nicked in what was the greatest garbles goodbye in AEW history. And John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, they're pissed off that they got betrayed and battered by the Young Bucks, which is fucking fair enough, really. Um, Young Bucks come out, they've got oh, of course they've got another lovely set of Air Jordan 1s on, they've got the off-white Air Jordan 1 UNCs and they're like, what? stop fucking wrecking these shoes stop wrecking these shoes they, were, were they white and blue? they're, they're white and blue but like you, you've you got two different options with the laces so you can either wear these fluorescent yet uh, orange ones that they had on or you can get uh, just plain white ones for them They've got like the, the Mate, I tell you what, I've got a guy on Facebook that does fake trainers. I'll give you his address, <laughs> right? And you can get all of these off him. I think his RDRs are like 200 quid or something. Is he the guy who's giving them to the Young Bucks so they can like, get them buried and stuff? Aye. Could be. Ah, should have be. been. Well, see the thing on uh, being the elite. Yeah. Well, I didn't see it, but yeah. The Young Bucks go out the way and they're like, oh, you fucking marks think that we're uh, just buying fake trainers and shit. Like, no. Nah, Show them the receipts for stock exchange. Is it stock exchange? Stock X, I. 
StockX, they're like, oh, go show them all the bank details, and they do flag them all up, but I don't know. I'm not that fucking interested to see if it's I, legit I or not. They've got the real ones. They wear the real ones, and then I think for the for the backstage promos of them getting knocked about in the mud and all that, it's got to be fake ones. I just can't see because they're they're obsessed with trainers as well. I just can't see them wrecking a good pair. Well, they're not obsessed with their tights because they were wearing horrendous fucking tights. Oh yeah, I loved how well, like their pockets had the label that said mm. pocket on it, and tights yeah, had yeah. a label that said tights on it. And I think what else? I think they had their fucking boots labeled as well. Maybe no, they didn't because they were wearing their trainers. Well, that's that's why they wore the tights because the trainers is off white, off white put all their branding like that on everything, so the, so ah. the trainers does say trainers on it. So that was their off white fucking tights is what they were wearing was the gimmick they were going for there. Right. No, but they still look it. shit. They still look shit. Aye, <laughs> aye, hundred percent. Right. Okay. So where where are we? Fucking. We've just done the entrances. Um, Brandon Cutler. Is there? He's got his fucking Phantom of the Opera mask on. Before the match, there's a big fucking stramash all fighting each other. Is that not Cody Rhodes' fucking orbital mask? It looks like it. I um, I mean, don't don't say that too loud, or Cody will come back and be like, "You've got something I don't have. Take it off." (laughs) (laughs) Put a fucking paper bag on his head. (laughs) When the the paper bag gets over, then Cody will come out with the paper bag. Aye, right. Sorry, what was saying? Brandon Cutler gets beasted (laughs) off the boys. Uh, he's got the Phantom of the Opera mask on. I've only got like a few wee spots from this. So, like, did you notice that Moxley and Eddie did the fake tag spot that I've been going on about for the past couple of weeks? Have they? Where they just fucking yeah. clap their hands and nobody's in the ring, and then they just tag it again. Yeah, but this time when they did it, um, they actually use it for their advantage. So they were both in the ring, battering fuck out of one of the bucks, and then the the ref was just about to turn around, so they did like the fake clap and then continued to batter him, so they'd get that. 10 seconds. Ah, oh, that extra wee. Aye, nice. So that actually made sense. It's a lot of back and forth. Carl uh, Anderson came out, and then Frankie Kazarian came out to get Carl Anderson. And, uh, you know, we're in tradition here. We're two for two for interferences now. Stramage for Stramage. <laughs> Every fucking match. Um, John Moxley gets aerosoled, so I guess it's badasses get gases this week. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, melt, we got a melter driver. From the ring to the ramp on John Moxley, and he blades the dirty bastard. He loves a blade. <clears throat> loves a blade. Who loves a blade the most in AEW, Randy? Dustin. Dustin, that's a good shout. Dustin loves a fucking blade. Mm-hmm. I think he did. He get bladed this pay per view. Maybe um, we'll get there. Um, Made the go go hit some the fucking did. cowbell. Oh shit! No, you're right. Um. Yeah, no, yeah, I know yeah. a go-go fucking Comorato. Um, the Sasquatch guy, yeah, 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 yeah. My favourite Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> um, MGF was starting to go up there from, up, up the ranks ah, of yeah, blade, bloody bastards, isn't he? Ah, he he, he yeah. loves a blade. And um, who else loves a blade? Fucking Moxley loves a blade. And they're probably the top three. Cody, that's the top four people yeah. that love a blade. Yeah. We'll get a wee tally going, <laughs> top bladers in the AEW. I would actually love to keep track of that. That would be... Really, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I would really enjoy that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it got mad, as you expect it to. You had constant big spots, flippy shit, working stiff, really hard-hitting stuff. It was really fun. And then the finish, it took four BTE triggers to put John Moxley down for the pin. I'm shocked they pinned Moxley. Yeah, I was mad. I don't know. They fucking did, how many V did they hit him with one V trigger and they kicked out at one? Yeah, they, and then they hit him with four. Yeah, and they just killed him with. It. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't like that kind of ending. It's just like, I oh, you just keep hitting them with the one fucking move, right? What is this? How many finishers you got stored, your dicks? <laughs> Start the match with, like, max finishers. Yeah. It's one of them, like, see if you had it once and it doesn't work, it looks kind of weak, so then you're like, alright, I had it five times and that'll work. Uh, yeah, it, it still makes it look weak. Yeah, that's what I think. think. What did you make it? Were you cool with the ending? Yeah, you know what? I actually... I was surprised by the ending, but I actually really enjoyed the match. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. Loads of fun. Um, I gave it a 9.5 out of 10, and I minus the half All right, point. All right, Meltzer. <laughs> minus a half point because of Carl Anderson and Frankie being there when they weren't needed to be there. Yeah. I'm getting fed up with interferences. But other than that, I thought it was fucking spot on. Yeah. I think we'll see them sooner than I was expecting. The Frankie Kazarian and Carl Anderson. Yeah, you called that. Like, was it last week you were calling that? Yeah, last week I thought it was going to be like one of the main Wednesday night shows. Mm-hmm. But um, nah, that might be one of the first matches we get with them then. Yeah, maybe it will be. Yeah, oh, maybe. A good match. Right, next. Next, we've got um, Casino Battle Royal. Or, is it Battle Royale or Battle Royal? I think it's a Royale with cheese. The fucking battle royale with cheese. <laughs> okay. Um, so the way they do this is fucking weird. So you all draw cards out of a deck. Um, whatever suit you get and what number you get uh, determines. So all the suits come out at the same time. So if you're all... So everyone's drawn a spade will come out at the same time. Everyone's drawn a club, blah, blah, blah. And the number determines what order you come out in. Yeah. That suit. So we get the first suit coming out. And um, I, I haven't written down what the suits are, who gives a fuck, but I've got... <laughs> um, Christian comes out first. Is he going to outwork everyone? I guess we'll I find see, out. Right, see the start of this, it totally fucked me up, because right. I, did, did they do like a countdown, then they shuffled the decks, and then something just flashed up, and I think it was like a spade, a spade suit, and mm-hmm. they were like, it was just silence, and nobody knew what was happening, and we thought, oh, maybe this is like the mystery guy because we yeah. don't know what's happening. And then they're like, oh no, it's spades. And then it started, it was Christian. Yeah. And his fucking video starts with a countdown, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. So it just totally fucked, aye, because I think they'd done a countdown, they showed the suit, nobody knew what the suit was, because it was a stupid shite design. Then they started another countdown, and then it was Christian, and you're like, what the fuck happened here? Uh, I know, yeah, it was, I, I I was only kind of half paying attention to the start, because I, cause I read the rules and went, that's fucking weird, I'll just pick it up as it goes on, and then, uh, <laughs> and I'm just, I'll just wait and see who's out first. So it, it's like really that pure attention. obscure card game that you play with your mates maybe once or twice a year, you're like, I, I kind of remember it, but let's just kick it off, I'm sure it'll come back to me. Yeah, and um, before you know it, you're fucking 100 quid down, you're like, what the fuck even is this? <laughs> a good old game of cups. <clears throat> I good old game of cups. Fucking so you had Christian out, you had Mike's Matt Seidel out second, uh Wee Slippy. Powerhouse <laughs> Hobbs out third, and Dustin the Blade Rhodes out fourth with a big sexy bull rope. And all I could think was this match needs more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> um and then the fifth one of this suit was Max Caster comes out. I'll give you a quick summary of his disses, right? He says that Christian needs edge, which I thought was quite funny. Max yep. Seidel is a slippy cunt, which obviously I found funny. <laughs> and, and he basically said Dustin Rose is an ugly bastard, which I definitely found funny. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice that he didn't go near fucking Powerhouse Hobbs? 
Yeah, yeah. I was, I did notice that. I was, I was like, you can imagine turning and be like, and Hobbs, you're, you're all right, big guy. <laughs> you're Aye. Right. I was, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, he's just not wanting his absolute head smashed in here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, there was one thing I noticed here. I don't know if you noticed, but honestly, I, I fucking rewound it to listen to it again. I laughed so much. Big Show on commentary was pish, right? <laughs> Aye. <laughs> one, the one point they're they're talking about the rules and they're saying like, obviously, you can't win with a pinfall. And then Big Show just goes, sorry, Paul White actually starts saying there's no more BS, isn't there? He comes on and he goes, I guess, submissions are irrelevant. Like, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. He did, I fucking rewind it. I was like, oh, what the mate. fuck was that? Submissions are irrelevant. <laughs> Oh, mate. Right, um, I'll need to go back and fucking catch that in. That was the fucking highlight of the fight. So that, so that's just after <laughs> Max Caster comes in. You'll, you'll, you'll catch that. Right. <laughs> so match starts. Max Caster almost goes out, but he doesn't. Then he eliminates um Old Slippy. Christian eliminates Max Caster to a huge boo. So the, 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 this dude's over, man. Like they, 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 boo, they start booing the match out after he got thrown out. <laughs> Um, and then the next suit come out. You've got Matt Hardy comes out with his mate. Who's his mate? Um, Isaiah. Isaiah Cassidy. I always get them two mixed up. Him and Mark Quinn. So Isaiah Isaiah Cassidy, Matt Hardy come out and they're like hiding behind the ramp to try and fucking bum rush whoever's coming out. <laughs> and <then laughs> it turns out it's fucking number tens coming out. So he comes out, he gets bum rushed and uh, gets absolutely clatted by the guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you've got Nick Camarato, uh, my favourite Sasquatch in the world, comes out um, to not much of a fucking pop. And then, oh my god, he's back! He's back! Serpentico comes out with none other than Randy's boy, Luther, who is looking fucking suave in his gorgeous red vest. And then he starts walking away, and I'm like, stay, Luther, stay! We've been needing you for months! Like... Been- He's clearly a shite mate. He's either a shite mate or a really good motivator because Serpentico <laughs> was not wanting in that match, but Luther was like, get your wee gimp mask on and make your way to the ring. And he just starts fucking dragging him down. It was, it seemed very like BDSM style where Serpentico was not wanting in that match, but whether yeah, he was... liked it or not, he was getting put in the fucking match. You see this, go wake up the gimp. <laughs> Luther <laughs> drags him down, throws him in. Some other cunt throws him out, and Luther drags him back up the ramp. <laughs> that was that was my favourite moment of the entire show. So At Luther least came out. Ah, no, I'm happy that Luther's getting a pay per view payday. Yeah, I, oh, I popped. He's I done popped fuck all. He He's done fuck all for like two <laughs> months because I said this to my mate. I'm like, yeah. As much as we fucking give Luther shit, I'm kind of missing seeing him on TV now. I miss him. He's 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 my favourite source of content. We fucking need him back. We'll get a petition oh, going. He's an we'll absolute fucking fountain of crack. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Luther, if you ever need a friend to talk to, hit us up. Genuinely, I would love to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> on the Supernatural pod- uh, YouTube show that he's on. Oh yes, weird world of Luther or some shit. Oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out. I'm gonna reach out. <laughs> Dustin eliminates Nick Camarato and he eliminates Ten as well. And then uh, the Sasquatch comes back and 
that more cowbell that we needed. We fucking got it. He scalps Dustin with the cowbell. <laughs> Aye, so he scalps him. I don't know if he started bleeding on that after that, but guaranteed oh, it was guaranteed. fucking... Aye. Like, even if it was only people at ringside that was going to see it, he was going to go for a fucking blade there. <laughs> you can imagine him getting backstage and be like, oh shit, I forgot, and he starts cutting his head. And like, oh, Dustin, you're, <laughs> Dustin, we're not needing you back out tonight. I just gotta do it, man. <laughs> <sighs> Aye, so then Hobbs eliminates Dustin, so Dustin's out, probably bleeding. Christian hits Hobb with a kill switch, and then Hobbs rolls out for later on. Isaiah Cassidy hits Christian from behind, and he rolls out for later on. So we know they're coming back. Aye, I fucking too many rollouts because yeah. I was starting to get lost with five guys coming in at the ring at once. I was losing mm-hmm. who was in and who was out. So then we had the Varsity Blondes came out, and they got a massive fucking crowd chant for Brian Pillman. And that'll just be because the Dark Side of the Ring episode that was um just released they did a two parter on Brian Pillman. Right, okay, Brian give Pillman me the rundown Jr. on that then. <clears throat> G- okay, give me so... your rundown on this because we're going to go so... off on a tangent here now. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> so, um, Brian Pillman was one of the biggest stars in the nineties. Uh he was in a tag team with Stone Cold Steve Austin and WCW for fucking years called the Hollywood Blondes, which is why they're the Varsity Blondes. Right. Um. So, yeah, he he was going to be the next superstar, basically, but uh, he was unhinged. He he was the first person to ever, like, kind of blur the line between kayfabe and reality. So he right. got... I, I don't want to spoil it too much, everyone. You should definitely watch it, the two-part Dark Side of the Ring episodes about Brian Pillman, because it's fucking great. But um, I don't know how much you want me to tell you without giving it away the game, but um, he found a way, and I won't say how he did it, because it's excellent, but he found a way to... Get released from a contract. Ah, uh, yeah. I know about this one. Right, you know about it. That, that, that's fine. So I mean, no. he he convinced Eric Bischoff to give him his release to make it seem realistic that he was sacked, and then went Aye. off to other companies to wrestle all around the world. That is brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. <clears throat> um, yeah, and if he he tragically died in a car crash. Ah, uh, uh, is that what it was? It was a car. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was it wasn't a car crash. Tell a lie. So the car crash happened, um, like like years before, and he was kind of fucked up after the car crash. But he came back, and then he died, and everyone thought it was because of drugs and uh, painkillers, and he had an accidental overdose and all the rest of it. But it was ah, that's heart what disease. I thought it was. That was it was it was heart disease, yeah, and and it was his dad, uh, or his granddad or someone. It was gene- it was genetic, so like they they'd had heart problems before. And he oh, had right. this undiagnosed heart thing and he died of heart disease. So that was like, it was all kind of bullshit. that They were talking about painkillers and stuff like that. That, that wasn't true. So, so where did that come from then? Because he was taking painkillers and stuff. He was, uh, he was right. doing all that. But it wasn't that that killed him. Ah, uh, right. There's, there's loads of stuff to watch about. I mean, Vincent Mann made his wife do a fucking interview live on Raw uh, just after he died. Basically, and, she, and he was like asking all these fucked up things like, so how are you going to support your kids now that your husband's dead and all that stuff? And she's like fucking crying and all. Oh, brutal, absolutely brutal. And then she was saying that like, oh, the the only thing I asked Vince before we did it was like, oh, can we just not talk about the painkiller stuff and all that? Can we just not talk about the drugs and all that kind of stuff? And the first thing he's like is, so do you think it was because of all the painkillers he was oh, taking? For fuck's sake, man! <laughs> so so that so that's where it all comes from. Where everyone thinks it's because of that because they said it on Raw. That's what how he died, but it wasn't. It was. Right. Uh, it's a heart condition. So, like, Brian Pillman Jr. is one of the dudes who they're interviewing throughout the documentary. 
And to be honest, man, it gave me so much respect for him and made me realise, like, you know what, this guy's dream is to be like his dad and he's doing a good job and fuck it, I'm I'm sold. I'm sold on him. I like him They're now. Sold I like on his mullet. Him. I'm going to grow a mullet. That's what I've decided off the back of all <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so that's my tangent about the Varsity Blondes and Brian Pillman. Right, cool. Right, I'll <laughs> go fucking find this uh, Dark Side of the Ring one. Yeah, you should definitely watch. So it's season three, episodes one and two. One if and anyone is wanting to watch them, that's the one. Definitely give them a bash. All all the Dark Side of the Rings are awesome, and this season's been great. But those two in particular, really good. See, I want to catch them, and I want to catch the see the WWE kind of ones that they're doing, but it's not a WWE ones. A and E documentaries. Yeah, the biographies. Aye, the ones have you seen them advertised? I have. I have them all. I like I've I've downloaded them all legally. Oh, have you? Uh yeah. <laughs> Just throw the legally in there. <laughs> FBI listening to me right now. <laughs> um so I've got them all ready to watch when I get to work. I want week, to so. I want to see if they're any good or not. I think they will be because I don't think it's WWE run. No, I think A and E is is a is it is is that another network, one of the other mad there's fucking a million networks in there. So. Yeah. But I think like this is an independent one, but they've got all of the official WWE people there, which would be cool. So I think it's got yeah. like a different point of view for like whenever you see the WWE ones, they're heavily fucking influenced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know the people who are in it. I think is like Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, fucking Macho Man, and Roddy Piper, maybe Booker T. Oh, there's there's an Ultimate Warrior one coming. Ultimate Warrior, right? Okay, cool. Or it's just been or something. There was an Ultimate Warrior Dark Side of the Ring that I that I watched today. Ah, uh, I think that's why I want to see them because I want to see what the difference between the two are. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm talking rubbish, and you're not doing a Ultimate Warrior one. No, I've just checked. I've just checked, and they have done an Ultimate Warrior one. You're right. I have they? And it was everyone else I said, and that's all the ones they've done. Nice. Um. Right, let's get back to the fucking battle royale with cheese. We've got fucking Varsity Blondes come out to the big fucking Brian Pillman champ. You can tell that it means the world to him as well. He's looking dead fucking emotional. Uh, and then my boy Colt Cabana, he's out next. And you've got Anthony Bowens and Penta El Cerro Miedo, who gets nice. probably the biggest pop so far. Um, he's wearing Joker gear, but I thought he looked a bit like Buzz Lightyear. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> See, because he had it and then Preston's mask is kind of Joker in it. Well, mm-hmm. anytime you just see fucking purple and green together now, you're just like, ah, oh, Joker. Aye. Especially because, I mean, I guess the whole thing being that you can draw the Joker card in this and then you're the fucking, you're the one that comes out last. That's like the number 30 in Royal Rumble. You yeah. draw the Joker card. But the Joker card's always someone debuting. That's how I was wondering. I'm like, how come they're always so lucky? That the new debut gets the Joker card. That's what I wanted to know. Is it? Is that usually what happens? Is it the de- the new guy always gets the Joker? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Makes sense. Uh, it would be cool if you did like um if one year they just kind of like made it seem more realistic and then the the first person out was someone new. You're like, Holy See, fuck. that's why this fucked me off because they done yeah. the countdown. They done that. You thought like the Spade card was actually somebody's logo. And right, then they've done yeah. a countdown again. And yeah. you're like, oh, oh, it's Christian. You fucking turn all of that and it's Christian, you can <laughs> You're sitting there like, Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe. Aye. It's fucking Christian. <laughs> I fucking was, I know. 
and then you you right. So now that I know it's the guy that's last, that won't happen again. Yeah, basically, yeah. I thought it was just a random, alright, here you go, but nah, it makes sense now. Didn't pay attention before. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, do you know what was really impactful, although they filmed it really badly, but if they'd shot it better, it would have been great, was um, AJ Styles came out number three in the Royal Rumble. Like, why can't you do, like, you can do these things in the middle of it, and it's a bit more shocking. Yeah. It's like, holy fuck, you mean, like, Edge coming out number 16? Or, do you know what I mean? Like, like random numbers. Aye. I like whenever the crowd are probably like fucking needing yeah. a recharge and then you get like a mid-match big fucking pop. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so that's the, the, this spade, the spade, this suit has come out. Uh, Isaiah Cassidy pushes Colt Cabana out, bastard. And <laughs> Matt Hardy eliminates Anthony Bowens and Griff Garrison. So, yeah, the next suit was Jungle Boy came out and the whole crowd was singing along. It was fucking great, man. That was a really good feel-good moment. Yeah, and then you had Mark Quinn came out. Uh, so now you've got Private Party and Matt Hardy working together. Oh, also if if, if Matt Hardy wins, Private Party's commission gets cut down to fifteen percent from thirty percent. So that's ah, oh, I didn't know that. <clears throat> that was the story going into it for them. So mm. that's why they were they were really wanting Matt Hardy to win. That makes sense. Yeah, and then we got a guy in called Solo. Something Solo. I don't know who the fuck he is. Aaron. Aaron Solo. A A Ron. A A Ron. <laughs> 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 he was filling in for QT Marshall. And I was like, why? Why couldn't? QT oh, Marshall is that what it was? Apparently, as we said in commentary, like he's filling in for QT Marshall. I'm like filling in. Why the fuck's QT not here? You can, you can go to the fucking Cody Rhodes match after. I'm honestly QT. You would have done better just not going because it was fucking shite. I <laughs> so if that's this by one, then QT would have got the fucking title shot with it. I don't. Mate, no, surely not. Or, or could that then be the fucking uh, a feud there? Like, oh no, I won the battle royal. Like, aye, but you're just filling in for me. Like, nah, oh, but yeah, I maybe. won. Oh, I guess we'll never know. Never know, mate. See all this lost potential. I know. That's the thing. It's like if you're ever looking to pick up on that potential, Randy Phil is open for jobs. Go for it. Fucking hit me <laughs> up, mate. So you get Brian Pillman Jr. is then eliminated by both the private party. Uh, Evil Uno comes in next and Lee Johnson and then Matt Hardy eliminated that Aaron and Lee Johnson and I didn't really see it because it was hard to see so fuck knows what happened there <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Battle of the Masks Evil Uno gets eliminated by Penta someone oh sorry and then Penta gets eliminated by Jungle Boy which I thought was pretty cool um, oh, mental. yeah it was a mixed reaction from the crowd there and Hobbs comes back in, so does Christian. Then Christian just eliminates Hobbs, which was a big elimination. Wait, mm-hmm. hold up, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jungle Boy, was he yeah. in the battle royal? Mind the tag battle royal with Penta and Pack? Were they the mm-hmm. final three? It was Phoenix. But yeah, was it was Jungle it Phoenix? Boy Phoenix. Yeah, because Phoenix won it. Aye. So I wonder if everywhere. that's like I wonder if that's like a wee throwback to that whenever he eliminated Penta. Penta, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I, I thought I remembered like <clears throat> they had a good ending to a battle royal. Was that yeah. the tag one? That was the tag team one. Yeah. When was that Revolution? Oh, that's what I was wondering. Like that was a long yeah, was fucking Revo- time ago. Yeah, that must have been Revolution. Ah well. Cool. Um, Christian. Eliminated Hobbs, got so your final I guess it's final five. 
is Jungle Boy, Christian, Matt Hardy, and both the guys at Private Party. And then you get the Joker, and it's fucking Leo Rush. Lashley, 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 Lashley. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't expect this, man. Uh, I don't think the crowd did either. It was a big mix of, like, cheers and boos. Yeah. um, See, whenever you had rumours of it being fucking Daniel Bryan, or you had rumours of it being Samoa Joe, like, you're you're fucking so pumped, and then they're like, oh, it's Leo Rush. I'm like, ah, mind, that's the cunt that gets sacked for WWE two or three years ago. Then they went on a couple of fucking racist, sexist rants or something weird. Oh, I kind of half remember him getting in trouble on Twitter. I don't know what it was, though. Neither do I. I just remember everybody hated him for a bit, and that's why he wasn't, like, getting took on anywhere too soon. Yeah. And now I think he's at Ring of Honor or something. New Japan. New Japan, is it? Yeah, but he's he's part of the Forbidden Door deal, so he's still New Japan. Yeah. But when he's in the US, when when he's in America, he's allowed to wrestle at AEW. So he's not even signed with AEW. Don't know. Maybe it'd be cool seeing <laughs> him, but the stuff that I've read in online and that, he sounds a bit of a dick. Like, ah, mm. kind of asked if he's a bit of a dick. Like, he's 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 good fun in the ring though, and he did show that he was good fun. He was doing all these like, really fun spots and sliding about the place, looking like a fucking spider. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he kind of went on a bit of a tear, getting all the spots in. I was just going to say, see all the spots and that that he was trying to do, everything just felt rushed. It looked as though he fucked up a few things, but this is just the fucking curse of this match for the new guys. They just fuck sucking up and they look like a dick. But um, can I can I stop you right there, mate? Did you just say they look rushed? And you're ah, giving me shit about sake. puns. Jesus. Sake. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher becomes the master. Mate, I'm not even focusing on it. <laughs> I was when I was writing my notes, I was like, don't use the word rush, because he's moving around really fast. So I've written he goes on a tear, he's getting all the spots in. I'm kinda of like beating around the bush so I don't see people rushing about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I yeah, probably wouldn't he's... even have clicked, mate. Wouldn't have clicked. And I... <laughs> Um, so he's trying to eliminate Private Party, but Matt Hardy ended up just fucking flinging them out, and um, we're back to the same face-off as before. What was the point of the Joker? Ah, uh, no. It, did, it cool. just made him look shite now. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Jungle Boy eliminates Isaiah Cassidy, and then he does this really cool thing. So Mark Quinn's on the apron outside with Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy trips him up, so he like flops down, and then Christian comes flying with like a baseball slide and like boots him the fuck out of there. Nice. So that's Private Party gone. Uh, Matt Hardy tries to join with Christian. Christian pretends like he's going to join with him, instantly betrays him the fuck over the ropes, and that's him gone. <laughs> We've got uh, uh, Christian versus Jungle Boy. Um, at that point, I was like, okay, this would be cool. Jungle Boy swinging around the posts like Tarzan to save himself, and then he flings Christian out and he wins. And you get the whole celebration with the fucking Jurassic Express. You got. Luchasaurus up, he's up in Luchasaurus' shoulders, Marco stands up there, give him a hug, uh, then Christian gives him a pep talk, tells him to go and fucking win the belt, gives him a hug. It's very good, very feel-good moment, there was no interferences in this match, so they broke tradition, and we had that really nice kind of like, that it's settled, you know what I mean, it, it, it was nice, like, cool, that's one match, and it's in a box, and it's done, you know what I mean, it was good, I enjoyed that. Yeah. What did you make of it? My head's in a whole other place now, you know what I'm thinking? Go for it. Christian and Matt Hardy, right? They're like the shite of the group. See, when you had Edge and Christian, everybody liked Edge. Yes. When you had your Matt and Jeff, everybody liked Jeff. Mm-hmm. 
like they were the good brother they were the bad brothers that nobody liked and Edge and Jeffrey are good brothers that everybody loved. Yeah. But now the shite brothers are on the really good show that everybody likes. <laughs> yeah. And and the good brothers are like stuck on WWE that fucking people are yeah. wanting to get away from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's just fucking crazy to think about. And you're like, oh, they two probably wish that they were the other two. Like, the good yeah. guys wish they were the ones in AEW, but they're like, oh, I can't all fucking Vince in the WWE all of this because they've really stuck by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas fucking like Matt and Christian, they're like, oh no, you boys are sacked. See you later. I'm like, alright, fine, we'll just, we'll just go to this <laughs> fucking place. And like, oh. cunts are loving it. It's weird, isn't it? It's, it's, it's weird how it goes on because they're, they're, they're definitely in the twilight of their careers here. Yeah. It's just, but they're, but they're still doing such good shit. Ah, it'll be cool to see more anyway. I reckon we'll have fucking Matt Hardy with the Dark Order feud yeah. for a while and Christian mm-hmm. with Team Taz try to outwork them. Maybe get like Christian and Brian Cage taking on the rest of the Team Taz. Yeah. Something weird like, like that. But um, nah, so Jungle Boy wins the Casino Battle Royale with Cheese. Yeah. Um. It, so it doesn't, it's not like a fucking chip or anything that you can cash in for a year. I don't know why I was thinking that. Were you thinking that? That would be fucking great. No, but that's such a good idea. For some reason, I th- I can't remember why I thought it. I don't know if I read it on Reddit somewhere and I thought, oh, that's really cool, and I just talked myself into believing that was the rules. <laughs> but um, no, I thought for some reason it was a chip that the winner gets and they can cash right. it in at any point, like the money in the bank. Mm-hmm. But um, nah, so it's fucking... Not this week's dynamite, but the week after, Jungle Boy's fighting the winner of the triple threat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, what do you think of the match then overall? Um, yeah, it was cool. I liked it. I like a wee fucking Royal Rumble thing every now and again mm-hmm. because you get to see feuds like continue a wee bit sort of, and uh, you see things get teased. Like mind that up another Royal Rumble. It was uh, Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall, and they had a wee falling out in the middle of it. Yeah, that was Revolution as well. So, I just like the way fucking Royal Rumbles play out a wee bit. It's not like, ultimately, the winner. Sometimes you get, like, cool wee things happening in the middle that actually make sense and continue over weeks in Dynamite and that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I liked the match. I, I, I thought it was a bit awkward feeling. Like, they hadn't planned out a lot of the spots. It seemed they had, like, their big... They know they knew who was going to eliminate who and... Maybe it was a wee Hugh. bit fucking... I know, I said Hugh. <laughs> Hugh's going to eliminate Hugh. <laughs> Self-elimination by Hugh. Um, so, so they knew they knew who they were going to throw out and who they were going to get thrown out by, but they didn't fucking know what to do in between. I felt a lot yeah. of it. Um, the, the big difference here between Royal Rumble and their Battle Royals is that the fucking... The, the time between wrestlers is not gimmicked in these. They've got the fucking time up on the wall... So it is Aye. three minutes. It's exactly three minutes. So like, if it starts to get a bit boring, they they, they keep it going for three minutes. Whereas the Royal mm. Rumble, if that starts to get a bit boring, they'll be like, just fucking send the guy out now. <laughs> they'll just do it. They, they, they do it all the time, though. Or like, if it's really exciting stuff, they're like, hold off on it, hold off on it, hold off on it, hold off on it, right, get, get him out now. <laughs> uh, I just imagine a guy backstage with like a big gimmicked lever on the wall. <laughs> like the size of him and he's like... Just hand wrapped around it, waiting for the fucking point by Vince to flip the big fucking switch. <laughs> Vince to like hold, 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 pull. <laughs> so yeah, I felt like maybe that hindered it a wee bit. Maybe they need to kind of move away from having the timer up on the 
thing until it's 10 seconds like like WWE because yeah. letting the audience forget about that kind of adds a lot to it and it, it gives yourself a lot more leeway of just gimmicking it and being like fuck that just fucking let him out now this is boring yeah but um I mean we did get Luther so I guess it's 10 out of 10 best match on the card <laughs> sold sold loved sold. it uh, oh maybe that's what our payoff is going to be it's just a uh, Luther portraying the fucking what was it the corner shop boy on Pulp Fiction what kind of yeah, shop was it he had I know uh, there was a like gimp shop. in the basement but what was the top it was a pawn shop was it a pawn shop no pawn like you know you, you know you know like pawn stars Oh, like yeah. <laughs> not porn. Like a, a porn shop on top of the gimp server. I'm like, ah, makes perfect sense then. It's like, hello, no, sir, no, a pawn shop, please. <laughs> so, jinx somebody pawned a gimp. No, I, th- I think I think they got. <laughs> I think they they got the gimp. How, how much gimp. will you give me for the gimp, mate? <laughs> Do you want to pawn it or sell it? <laughs> Maybe like that's me. I, that is now how I believe what's happened in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> pawned the gimp. <laughs> Someone's Somebody like, I, look, I'll gimp. be back for <laughs> it. I'll be back for it in a week. So don't, don't sell it, mate. I'll be back for it in a week. Like, oh, you'd, get more if, you'd get more if you had a cage. I'm like, oh, I've got a cage back home. And I didn't <laughs> I? I'll, right, I'll bring that as well. Do you, know, do you know a cool fact about that scene <laughs> from Pulp Fiction, right? You know GTA Vice City? Yes. The weapon selection from GTA Vice City was inspired by all the weapons in that scene. So, you know, when Bruce Willis is looking for a weapon to go down and kill the guys with, and he picks the oh, sword right. and goes down with the sword. So he picks up a baseball bat, a chainsaw, uh, a hammer, and fucking the sword. But there's um the uh, the Uzi with the silencer is also in that movie, and there's like a few other things, but all that came from Pop Fiction, from that scene. That's cool. Didn't know that. So, the next match on the show, before we get to the next match on the show, which is... Uh, the one I'm most looking forward to talking about because it was the worst match I think I've ever seen AEW put on. But <laughs> um, so we get a nice wee hype package for the United States of America. So it's Memorial Weekend over in America. Uh, we have ours in fucking November, and they have theirs. So they so in November they have Veterans Day, I think they call it. So they have two fucking Memorial Days in the year because. They love war, I guess. Um, How do you know the fucking American bank holidays so well? I, I've watched wrestling since I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Aye, but whenever that stuff's happening on the rest, I just go like, yeah. fuck off and make a snack yeah, just, or something. Just, I know, but this is the thing. is like I, I remember that and I remember state capitals I was surprisingly good at. So um, my brother's wife... So my sister-in-law, I guess, would be what you call that. <laughs> um, she's she's from America, and, and we were talking about state capitals, and she was surprised at how many I knew. And she's like, "How how do you know these?" And I was like, "I oh, just rest. <laughs> like people people build out these places, and I'm like, "Is it this one?" And they're like, "Yeah. How do you know that?" Oh, because I'm so and so comes from there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like oh, from Cincinnati, Ohio. And you know, like all these kind of things you remember people shouting. And I'm, I'm like, so where's so so parts unknown? What's that? The state capital? <laughs> <laughs> Death Valley. <laughs> Death Valley from hell. Where's hell in America? <laughs> and that's that's the best building ever. Kane from hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, cool. So they drop this hype package for 
um, America. And I guess it's presumably to get the crowd buzzing for Cody coming out as the American hero. And I'm like, imagine needing to fight two world wars to get this cunt over. (laughs) So you get Anthony Gogol comes out first. Uh, He's actually looking like a badass. I thought he come. I mean, I love his Olympic gear with the fucking boxing vest on and that stuff. And you're like, okay, cool. He's coming out dressed like a fucking badass. And then we've already talked about this. Cody comes out dressed as the villain from the show, The Boys. (laughs) 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 I was like, Ah, okay, oh, and then they man. actually said grandson of a plumber, and I was like, oh, fucking hell, man, here we go. Oh, yeah, he got uh, the American Dream moniker, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. And um, they've changed his music from the Snoop Dogg one, but they've added, like, an extra orchestral flair to it. It's, like, got, like, fucking horn section and stuff over it now. And uh, I didn't know what it was. Top. Like, I heard that he had said he was going back to his old theme for yeah. this uh, show, but oh, apparently not. Well, done I hope he stays what he's got now. Is it better, is it? Oh, much better. Like the Snoop Dogg stuff just was mixed so badly, that's the problem. It's just like Yeah. It just sounded like two songs and they just like cut half of one and just shoved the other one on it. And but he came out with this big orchestral version of his theme and I, all I could all I've written down is Cody's a bit of a plum, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yes, he's just so, a pure cunt. Cody's a cunt. Yeah, he is. He's a dick. I, I, I've, I don't like him. Uh, he's just AW's Triple H. He books himself to win everything. He booked himself to win a match against a guy that's got a record of fucking 3 and 0. Oh. I know. Like, Ogoko's got a shite fucking record and he's, he's fought three matches. Yeah, I know exactly. And and bury him now. Just like the start of his career, we've got this cool <laughs> dude who used to be fucking professional. And yeah. Cody's like, you better fucking bury that dude. You better fucking bury him now. I'm leaving. Yes, mate. <laughs> Cody's just playing like the ultimate heel now. He's he's Triple H. Yeah, he's, he's Triple H. It's <clears throat> so I mean, let's go through this fucking heap of dog shit. Um, so the best bit was where Anthony Agogo top rope yeah. jumps off the top rope, goes outside, climbs the top rope again for a frog yeah. splash. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck was happening there. I don't know if it fucked <laughs> up or what, or if that's exactly what was supposed to happen. I know, it was fucking mad. I mean, a go-go hit an angle slam at one point, and I was like, okay, this is cool. They're giving them kind of the Olympic stuff. They should be giving them the Olympic stuff. That's the route they should be going down with them, not this fucking Peaky Blinders bullshit. Yeah. And, um, he hit, like, a people's elbow. Did you notice that? No, didn't catch it. But they fucking hit the ropes. Yeah, he fucking like, like and, he, and, he, and he kicked his fucking arms in and everything. He like so Cody's on the gun. He kicks his arms in and then he fucking hits off the ropes and did a fucking elbow drop. And I was like, so ah, fuck? so fucking Cody's gaining them all these moves. He's gaining them mm-hmm. like the cut angle move, the rock move. Yeah, and he's like, and I'm just going to fucking beat you, mate. Just going yeah. to beat you clean. <laughs> right, you're going to do all these pure fucking legendary moves that put people down, and I'm going to beat you. <laughs> he's giving them every single biggest superstar ever's finisher. Aye, next, next time he'll give the cut. Aye. <laughs> aye. He'll, he'll do that, but like, right, your big moves to the pedigree. It's like, I've never hit a pedigree before. Oh, no. This match, you're going to hit five of them. I'm going to kick <laughs> out everyone. <laughs> I want you to hit five in a row and then pedigree <laughs> and let me kick out. <laughs> um, I know. Tombstone. Oh, hit me with a tombstone, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to kick out at one. I want you to hit me with a paradigm shift. And uh, if Mox is angry, that's fine. I'll kick out his one too. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, Cody to be the first person to kick out the one-winged angel. 
That's my shout. That'd be nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, what else have I got on this shitty match? Um, Ogogo blades, and he's like gimmicking that he can't see because he's cut himself above his eye, and it's kind of going into his eye a wee bit. And I was like, this is fucking shite, because earlier on in the show, we had fucking John Moxley bladed. Uh, he had like a crimson mask, as JR would like to say. He was fucking bloodied up to fuck. There's blood all over the ring. And then Ogogo's with this tiny wee cut. and a wee b- He's not sweating because he's extremely physically fit. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not broke a sweat yet. So it's not dribbling down. It's just like a tiny wee cut. Do you know what I mean? You need the sweat yeah. to make it fucking look bad. <clears throat> so... And he's like, oh, I can't see, I can't see. And he's like swinging and missing. And uh, and then he hit that frog splash, like I said. Cody puts a figure four on. Ogogo knocks Cody out. Did he, uh, he, yeah. like, he, like, he, he knocked him out. And then Cody, like a total cunt, falls all the way back over beside the ring ropes with his arms out stretched as much as he can. His arms <laughs> under the ropes. And you can um, tell Ogogo's there like pinning him, pinning him. And you can see the ref being like, look, there's... Part of the rules, he can't fucking. He's got <laughs> like I know, I'm not even going to like give you a two count, and then he gets the rope. I know he wouldn't do anything. I know it was so cunty. Um, and then Cody won with an inverter breaker. I just want to see less of him now. I'm just like, okay, Cody. Nah, I want to see more of him. I want to see more Cody the heel. I really like Cody the heel. He's a cunt, and I hate him, but I really like it. But the thing is, though, is he a heel right now? I know, I know, he's acting like a heel and everything. But is he? Oh, no, I'm, is he a heel? I'm to- I totally believe that he is a heel now. But like the Americans, and I absolutely love him because he's the American hero. But if he's not a heel in America, then he's not a heel. Do you know what I mean? Even though he's a cunt. Nah, I think he's a heel. I'm, I'm going to see I, him as a heel. I hope he's a heel. I hope he's a heel, man. He's he's just going to like turn at one point, and then everybody will be like boo. Yeah. But see if you're like. Need. See if you believe it now that he's a heel and like just see all the wee dodgy things that he does. Mm-hmm. See, that's that we need we need that moment where he fucking, you know, the Shawn Michaels kicks Martin Janetti through the window moment. We need we need him to do something really. We need him to kick Brandy Rhodes through the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. I was going to say what would be the big fucking turn moment, but there you go, kicking Brandy Rhodes fucking through a window. Oh, he. Um, what if? What if Dustin Rhodes is gonna blade and he stops him? And he's like, "No, you can't use the blade, Dustin." And he's like, "I'm addicted to the blade." He's like, "No, you can't use the blade, man." And then uh, we get a feud between them two, and it's a blade on a pole match. Ah, oh, there we go, blade on there a we pole. Go. Blade on a pole match, and whoever gets to go gets to cut the forehead first wins. Aye, it's like a first blood match for the other way around. See the ladder match, the six man ladder match. Yeah. Just yeah. do it as a blade. Yeah, it's the crimson face of the revolution. That's what I'm wanting. There we go. Shite match, shite finish, thumbs down. I mean, the only positive was that there was no interference. What about you? Yeah, I um, wasn't overly fussed with it. I'm cool seeing Cody as a heel. Like, I'm just going to mm-hmm. treat him as a heel now, but... Nah, the match was a bit... Bleh. Yeah, I thought it was shit. I felt like the crowd didn't like it either. and it, it, it All the energy was sapped out of the room. And I, at this point... Just like okay, I'm tired. I've I've watched loads of wrestling now. Um, it actually hurt the next match. I thought because the crowd weren't that hot anymore. So we had Lance Archer versus Miro for the TNT title, and yeah, I was like, okay, cool. We're in for some carnage here, surely. Archer starts it with a dive. Uh, to dive straight onto Miro from from the ring to the ramp. 
And um, did you notice his feet kind of clipped the top rope as he went? <laughs> did they? Yeah, it was, oh. a, it was a bit scary. It could have gone bad, but he, like, I think he's heavy enough for it to not matter. But he saw the rope shaking like fuck after it because he obviously clipped it quite hard. I uh, was the stage the same level as the ring, like how they usually yes. do it. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Aye, yeah. cause that's a fucking that'd be a dodgy. Uh, that'd be a dodgy fall. That'd be like chin first. Oh yeah, it would've been bad. <sighs> yeah, it was a spine buster outside. Fucking Lance Archer hit Miro through a table. But like they they said it was a spine buster, but to me it looked more like his his choke slam thing he does. Yeah. Got Miro clattered old Jake on his sixty sixth birthday of all days. He I know. Old Jake the snake. What a dick! And fucking launched the <laughs> Damien. I was really sent that cunt flying. <laughs> you imagine my, being in the crowd and a fucking snake lands in your Snake getting launched. My, my mate was like, ah, well, here comes Daniel Bryan, the fucking vegan lover. This is oh, no. his debut. He's going to come out and just fucking tear into Rusev or Miro. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, a bit of back and forth, then Miro puts Lance to sleep with a game over. I thought it was good. It wasn't great. Um, a lot of my energy was just gone, like I said before. Uh, yeah, this is what I mean like... whenever like you need to pick what matches you want to watch. If you go in here and watch fucking the last three, has there only been three matches? Three or four? Like, yeah, you've fucking just watched like three or four matches of wrestling. You're going to feel drained. You need to take a break. And then it's a match like this and it's like, oh, you want to be hyped, but you've just not got anything left now. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we've watched we've watched two huge matches that were really good, and then we watched a fucking Royal Rumble, and now we've had to watch a shitty match which could have been on any episode of Dynamite. And yeah. We've had to watch another match which should, which could have been on any episode of Dynamite. So it's it's exactly like you say. You, they they should be picking and choosing a bit more. If yeah. you cut these two matches out, put them on another episode of Dynamite, then you'd probably be saving enough time for it to be less tiring. Nah, but I like the fact that they do a fucking big. Uh... Five hour pay per view. Well, you like that? Yeah, I like a five hour pay per view, but yeah, it's just a lot to watch. You can't. It's a struggle to sit through everything in a full five hours. But if you're paying twenty pounds for the pay per view, you're getting twenty pounds worth. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I think the thing is though, like, it hurts the pay per view overall because the crowd get tired. Yeah. So like, the longer you keep it going, the more the crowd get tired, the less reactions you get to your big spots at the end of the pay-per-view. So it's like, yeah, that's true. You're, you're kind of hurting your show. But see the end of this Miro fucking... What's his name's match? Lance Archer. Mm-hmm. Um, I see this uh, pass out that they do whenever mm-hmm. like, oh, he doesn't tap, he just fades away. Yeah. I think AEW are overusing that as a finish. I think so as well. Yeah. They always get an end to the match, but... Mm-hmm. I've noticed a good few times now they don't let the face tap they let them do this uh, just pass out sort of thing yeah and like there's too many cunts doing it yeah I totally agree I mean there shouldn't be like a stigma to tapping out that's part of the thing right it's like I know John Cena never taps out it's like he, he's, he's never tapped out so that's his thing yeah that's fine if it's your thing but like I don't think there should be a big deal if you tap out I think you should be able to tap out as a face and not look like a pussy. Aye. I mean, if someone's snapping your back in half, you're going to tap out. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I'm cool with yeah. that, but I've just seen too many of these just passing out mm-hmm. to make the face look strong still. I'm like, nah, just fucking let them tap out. Let me a wee yeah. dick. Because I think the heels suffer from it. Because although they're putting them to sleep, they don't look as 
tough as if they made like some tough dude tap out. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm cool with that. Yeah, totally agree. Cool. Next match was the AEW Women's Championship. You had Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker DMD. So Shida came out. She was quite emotional to be. In, was it to be in front of the crowd? Or yeah. Was she doing a Sasha Banks? You know, Sasha always cries before she comes out when she's going to lose the belt. She's always crying. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how you know she's going to lose the belt. If Sasha comes out, she's crying. You're like, oh, she's going to lose. <laughs> Put the bet on now. Put the bet on now. <laughs> you know what? The crowd were into this match. It was pretty stiff. I mean, what stop? What spots do I have? We got Britt Baker curb stomped uh, Sheeta onto the belt, and then Sheeta kicked out too. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, and then after that, Britt Baker got the lockjaw, and then she fucking won, and it was great match. I really enjoyed this. It got me more into the pay per view again. Britt Baker got her payoff finally. Yeah. And I think it was worth waiting for the crowd to be there for it. Uh, Tony the Shagger came out afterwards, gave her a big hug. And you could tell he was like saying to her, like, this is your fucking time now. And I was just like, okay, this is great. I'm I'm excited for the women's stuff now. Like, proper excited for this to see what her run's going to be like. Yeah, so who do you put her up against first then? What about like Ty Conti or someone like that? Oh, that'd be cool. Um, Jade Cargill's must be like shooting up through the ranks. Yeah, see, I think she'll be. They'll have her on, on the next big pay per view. Is it all out or whatever? It's the next big one. I'm trying to get the rankings up just now and it's not been properly updated yet for the rankings but as of the last rankings on May 19th, Jade Cargill isn't even in the top 5 it's like Britt Baker is your number 1 who's now champion, then Thunder Rosa, Ty Conte, Nyla Rose and Red Velvet how the fuck has Red Velvet got a better record than Jade Cargill? I've no idea, I've no idea is it because Red Velvet's beating people who are ranked? I'm not sure. She must be fighting more on fucking dark and dark elevation. But uh, who won that match? See the fucking Cody Shack tag match. Um, Cody won it. Cody won it. <laughs> of no. course he won it. Oh, I actually can't remember. I think I think Jade might have pinned Velvet to be honest. Yeah, I think Jade beat Velvet for the match. Yeah, yeah, but, um, right. And Jade Jade's beat Velvet one on one as well. Yeah, but yeah, and she's had more TV time. And she's not ranked five. She's not ranked in the top five. That's mental. Yeah, I don't get it. You want to nip into the next match, or you got anything else? Yeah, no, that's all I've got to say. Is uh, I want to see Jade Cargill versus Britt Baker for cool. the for the belt at some point. That'll yeah. be cool. Who did you say you've got up against her? Then you want the likes of Ty Conte for it's the next. That, yeah, I mean, like I think you could have if so. If Britt Baker's going to have it for a while, I think there's you're you're going to get the matchups and maybe. They'll get Jade Cargill doing her own thing for a while, build her up, get her good, because she's still quite green, so get her like some good experience before she wins the belt. With fucking Mark Esquire Buckingham. Yeah, whatever the fuck it's called. Man in suit. You get man in suit to get her some man in suit. I get some good matches and that, but I mean you can you can keep people off the rankings pretty easily. Yeah. It's like they do it with Cody. Aye. That's a weird one. Because Cody must be up the rankings. I mean like God, I, I'm, I'm fed up talking about him. <laughs> yeah, but we'll see him on Dynamite, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> for me, hopefully for me. But then, that's, but then, this is the thing, that's a sign of a good heel, but he's not a fucking heel yet. Yeah, I know. I know he is, but he, oh, yeah. I'll just rant, I'll just keep going around in circles if we can do this. Next match then, Darby Allen and Sting versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Yeah, so what do you make of this? I liked it. 
I liked seeing fucking. I hate that the fucking crowd are chanting, you've still got it for like any old cunt now. Yeah. Because I think they were doing it for Christian. Mm-hmm. They've done it for Sting. Mm-hmm. It's like, they're just fucking. They just chant it all the time. And it's annoying me. Yeah, it annoys me as well. Yeah, but I liked it. I liked fucking Sting being in a proper match again. Yeah. He took some bumps, by the way, man. You see that aye. suplex he took from Scorpio on the ramp? On the ramp, aye. It's fucking sore. And then he popped back up and he kind of towered over the back of him. <laughs> like, that's an old man. That is an old man, right? I know he, I just said, oh, he's an old man. Stop shouting, you've still got it. But, uh, I know. He's an old he's man. Don't fucking it. suplex him on a fucking ramp, right? <laughs> Fuck me. That's somebody's granddad. <laughs> fucking um, suplex the cunt in the ramp. Hell, I really liked the wee video before the match of Darby skateboarding in the, de- in the desert, as you do. Like, how the fuck did he get to the desert on a skateboard? But anyway, and then Sting picked him up in the motor. Uh, did you? Did, I thought it was great. Nah, fucking. Did you not like it? Not when Sting comes and picks him up. It's like some weird fucking <laughs> getting picked turns... up and getting picked up in the desert by an old creepy guy in face paint. <laughs> Or picking, up, or picking up a wee emo kid off a skateboard <laughs> in the middle of the desert. That's like uh, some fucking weird thing happening between the two. Weird porno in it. It's like the weirdest Aye. porno of all time. Aye. Dirty desert gilfs. <laughs> <laughs> he turns up and he's like, it's showtime. I liked it, but I thought it was cool. It was, well, no. it was daft. That's why I liked it. Aye. Aye right. I can see why you liked it, you fucking well, the daft <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yeah, so what did you make of this, right? Darby's getting battered. Uh, he makes the hot tag. Ethan and Scorpio are backing off because Sting walks in. And they're like, oh, fuck, here comes the 62-year-old man who's still got it. And um, Aubrey Edwards didn't see the tag. And she's like, right, Sting, you need to get back out. And I'm like, hold the fuck on. The Young Bucks have been doing this at every match. They've been doing the fake tag thing. And the ref hasn't seen them tag, very obviously. And he's like, yeah, I'm cool with this. Do you know what I mean? Jink that ref's in the pocket. Is it the same ref every time? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to look up and see if it's the same ref every time because if it is, he's in the pocket. But then he did he's it for pocket. he did it for Eddie and Moxley on this very show. Well, maybe like tag team matches aren't his specialty. Maybe he's more like a maybe, cage match yeah. ref. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's he's a he's a cage match guy, and he's just like I don't understand this tag team thing. Like how. How can you get outside the ring? There's supposed to be a cage there. But you wouldn't put him in charge of your tag team championship match then, would you? No, you wouldn't. So unless like you don't know, unless he lied on his CV and they put it in his specialties. Yeah. It's like tag team match special. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, this mm-hmm. guy, so put him in there, but he's just blagging it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Right, there we go, we sorted it then. It's just, uh, he's just lied on his CV. He doesn't yeah. actually know check, what he's doing. Check his LinkedIn, that's what I say. Yeah. So Aubrey Edwards is better at tag team refereeing, so tag team's her specialty. Maybe she's shouting like a I quit match, yeah, and she starts yeah. counting the pins. Like, uh, that's probably how the WCW referees were so shit. They didn't know the rules of their own matches. <laughs> how could you, though? It's fucking, fucking Buff Bagwell's misses on a fucking forklift. How are they going <laughs> to keep up with that? <laughs> was his more? Was his more? his misses. Oh I don't know if that's better or worse. Would it uh, be worse having your mom in the forklift or your missus in the forklift? Um, do you know what? If my would, would you get in, you'd get you'd get in trouble for fucking either of them. Like, what the fuck you do? You put me on a forklift match. I know. Well, at least, well, at least I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see my mum as often. So I'd probably just put her in the forklift and <laughs> deal with the consequences later. 
<laughs> I mean, what what else we got? Oh, there was one moment. Uh, did you did you catch this? You see when Ethan Page picked Darby up in a fucking like strongman press and launched him into the crowd. Aye. He like went over the, all over the ring into the crowd. I was like, wow, that was fucking dodge. Yeah. But Darby loves taking all the fucking dodgy bumps. Oh yeah. Yeah, too right. Um yeah, so Sting ended up winning this match. He hit fucking Scorpio Sky, who was jumping over the ropes for a cutter, and Sting grabbed him and put him a Scorpion Death Drop and then yeah. pinned him one, two, three. And that's pretty good. So Darby's mum's special little guy and her big hunk brought home the bacon. I'm quite happy with that. <sighs> it's not over though, is it? No. No, they've got to fucking keep going with this for a while. Yeah, probably right. Like, Ethan Page wants to kill Darby Allen for some reason. There's no chance he's going to be like, alright, you beat me, cool, catch you later. Yeah. Like, he said for weeks how he wants to actually kill this guy. Mm-hmm. And then he's just got to be like, ah, oh, no, I beat me. I'll move on. Yeah, bit weird, isn't it? But I wonder where that's put, fucking sticks them in the rankings now, though. That'll be their first loss as a tag. Yeah, Even though right. they were only fucking ranked three or four. Like, that's got to be them out the top ten for the next fucking month or two. Yeah, you would think so. Right, hold on, let me get the rankings up. I don't think they're updated for the pay-per-view anyway. Let's see, the tag team rankings we have... Yeah, you're right, it hasn't been updated because we've got fucking young... Um, the Varsity Blondes are still number one. Yeah. Uh, Scorpio Sky and that were number two. Then it was the Acclaimed. So the Acclaimed will probably have a pretty good fucking chance of getting a tag team title shot. There you go. Might see that. Yeah, that'd be decent... Claimed in the Young Bucks. Yeah, that'd be a good match. I'd be happy with that. Right, should we roll into what is well, what should have been the main event that isn't? Go for it. Right, cool. So we've got AW Championship. Championships. We've got Championships. Kenny, Kenny Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy. And one of my first things about this was Pac was doing a wee promo shouting about... Uh, Kenny, but he was calling him Kenneth, but the way he pronounced it was like, Kenneth. Kenneth. Every time, he's like, Kenneth, Kenneth. And every time I say it, I'll fucking piss myself. Um, and then it's it revealed that Pac's ranked number two. I was like, Pac's number two? I'm like, fucking no way is Orange Cassidy number one. Fucking no way. And then, lo and behold, Orange Cassidy was number one contender. I didn't know that. Fuck's sake. How is that even fucking... That's weird. Know, just, it is weird. Ah, uh, it's weird seeing the three numbers in the rankings now. Yeah, because they got draws. Yeah, if you look at the rankings, it's got fucking 8, 0, and 1 for Orange Cassidy, isn't it? Yeah, so mm. that's why. So he's basically 8 and 0. Pack was 5 and 0. So it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I still don't get it, but it's what it is. So yeah, I mean, the match starts. They've got Pack and Kenny. They have like a really sore looking mid air clash, which I usually think these spots are shit, but that one actually looked pretty good. Yeah. Then we've got Orange Cassidy comes in for the world's slowest covers of all time. <laughs> like a one count both time. Then yeah. argues with the ref that it was a two count, which I thought was funny as fuck. Pac did a moonsault on the outside and like he only had like honestly there was maybe a gap of like a metre and a half from the fucking ring to the barricade and he did this really tight moonsault and landed on his feet in that gap. I was like, how the fuck? Fuck, did he do that? Yeah, like, see where the crowds being back, these boys need to fucking watch their space and see when they had, like, all the space and they could just, like, run and fucking jump into the barricade as hard as they wanted. Yeah. Like, there's got to be people sat there soon. That's, like, one oh, way yeah. to get lawsuits. Absolutely. JR called Pac a man from Wales. 
Ah, you yeah, I heard that? about yeah, I heard about that uh, one. I'm like, oh fucking, fucking hell! An Excalibur. There was like honestly like a wee bit of an awkward gap, and an Excalibur's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to correct him. Uh. <laughs> he is proudly from Newcastle upon Tyne, England. And he goes, just <laughs> I was just like, yeah, Newcastle. that's what I said. <laughs> he, I fucking he, said, yeah, idiot. He was, did I fucking stutter? Did I fucking stutter? <laughs> 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 like, Wales and England are the same fucking thing. It's all fucking Anthony Agogo land. <laughs> <laughs> did you notice the bit where Kenny Omega did like a fucking 300 kick? You know, like, like the fucking, this is Sparta, and booted him and booted Pat in the chest. <laughs> Just r- back, like, right square in the chest. <laughs> Yeah, and he jumped back like two meters into the back of the fucking oh, turnbuckle. I was shit. like, that's the best advertisement I've ever seen for social distancing. There <laughs> <laughs> you um, go, have that, your two meter space. Yes, Boom, two meters you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all trading pin attempts. Uh, sorry, I said they all. Kenny and Orange Cassie are trading pin attempts back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and Pac hits this fucking 450 splash on them, which looks really sore. Yeah, it looks um, pretty cool. It was cool. Um, then Kenny hit two Snapdragon duplexes, so I'm going to have to give him two t-shirts. He's a greedy boy. He's putting his out of business, man. He's fucking... Honestly, man, I'm going to have to fucking start scrounging for cash, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to give him my t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so there's loads of like, pocket spots with Orange Cassidy. There's one of the top roles. It was really funny. Um, and he almost stole a win, so Pac hits a falcon arrow from the top rope onto Kenny... Orange Cassidy comes flying in the ring, throws Pac out and pins um, Kenny Omega and it was a really close two count and the crowd fucking exploded. That was like the point where I was like, oh my god, he's actually going to win. Oh, he did. (laughs) I was, I was, I think that crowd would have been fucking buzzing if he'd won. Yeah, yeah. I reckon uh, he will be champion at some point, Orange Cassidy, as long as he keeps the fucking crowd this hot. They will give him the belt at some point. Yeah, I think so. So, Pack, you've got Orange Cassidy doing this fucking lazy kick spot to Pack, and then Pack just boots him in the balls. And I thought, I'm supposed to someone do it. Just boot him in the balls and he fucking goes straight. It. <laughs> it was fucking funny. And then Orange Cassidy fucking won that match. He fucking won. He was pinning Pack. It was fucking one, two, three, four, five. Fucking. He was there for ages. Fucking Don Callis pulls him off. Pulls him off, phrasing. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Don Cow's just pulling off the young boys. <laughs> pulling off wee orange. Just juicing them. <laughs> so Pack gets Orange Cassidy into a brutalizer and Kenny can't break it up. He's like booting him and he will not let go. So he fucking knocks out the ref like a right dirty bastard. Loved it. Absolutely loved that spot. I thought it was good as well. Really good. Um, he hits Pac with every single one of his championship belts. Championships. Championships. <laughs> the crowd starts chanting bullshit. They're booing. Orange Cassie comes in with an orange punch. Aubrey, Ed- Aubrey easy for me to say. Aubrey Edwards comes flying in. Aubrey Edwards comes flying in, uh, and she's like, "Yeah, it wasn't a tag. You're gonna have to go out." <laughs> she was flying in, and she's like, "One, two fucking too close it just wasn't enough Kenny just rolls him up one two three and I was I actually fucking out loud went no you aye. bastard I was like aye. no like what the fuck you finish this big triple threat with like a fucking a roll up pull up Mental. just hit the one winged angel just hit the one winged angel and you'd be like okay fair enough I mean fair enough yeah 
and uh, I, 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 I actually loved this match. It got me excited. My missus was in the room with me watching it. She was actually watching it. Orange Cassidy and Pac, I'm gutted that they didn't win. But what can you do? The, the, the only interference there was was from Don Callis, but it actually worked. It was one of the few times where they put interference, so I'm like, you know what, cool. That was good. I liked it. Yeah. What do you make of it all? I really liked it. I'm just going to, I'm going to be cool seeing Kenny Omega, the belt collector. I want to know yeah. how many he's going to get. I say this, like, um, see if they tour the UK. Imagine, like, you had a wrestling company, you'd say to him, like, see for a grand, do you want to come in, hit one, one winged angel and take your belt? And it could just be, like, your big social media thing. That would be cool. See if you got that up on Facebook or Twitter or yeah. something, like a wee shitty phone video recording mm-hmm. of Kenny Omega coming to your show, beating your champ with one move and then leaving with your belt. It's the kind of thing that ICW probably could have done, but they can't because they're in that fucking partnership with WWE now. Yeah, like, that's what I would do. Just, like, here, come on, hit this one move and take our belt just for, just for the fucking crack, mate. Yeah, just do yeah, just 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 come take the belt. One move, we'll give you a grand, and we'll let you keep the belt, and you just yeah. buy another belt for yourself. It'd be cool. Yeah, then you just like you do like a social media thing with it, and then just have like a tournament for your belt, and just put all your good guys in the matches. Yeah, yeah, sorted, easy. That'd be cool. Yeah, easy money, easy hype. It'd be good for him as well. It would be because you'd you'd get that whole kind of like, oh my god, Kenny Omega could show up anywhere. Yeah, exactly. But like, it won't. It probably won't. won't. Of course, it won't. Yeah, but <laughs> but it would just be cool. Right. Well, that leads us to a new debut in fucking AEW, and I wasn't expecting it. I don't think you were expecting it. I don't think anyone was expecting this to be honest. Nah, they didn't really announce it, did they? No. Fucking Mark Henry is now all elite, and uh, did you ever think he was going to leave WWE? Well, that was the thing. I think he was like one of these guys that was signed into a very weird contract with WWE. So I think he's actually been signed in since the Attitude Era. Yes, he has. Yeah, I, th- like, I think he's. Oh, well, from the same contract. Yeah, I think so. Like Jesus. he's maybe only had one contract in between because he was the Olympic powerlifter or something, wasn't he? Was that a powerlifter? Right, yeah. Yep. Was that a deadlifter or something? But they seen him for fucking way back in the mid nineties or whatever and thought, mm-hmm. right, we want this guy. We're going to give him a 15-year contract or something. Jesus. So I think he was signed into WWE for a really, really long time. Because I think you only get, like, five years or something now. Some, yeah. Some weird like that. But now nah, he was, like, a lifer with him. And now he's just like, oh, yeah, now nah, I'm going to AEW. But you're wondering what AEW are offering these guys that the WWE aren't. Well, this is the thing. is like, like, Mark Henry, he was probably the biggest brand ambassador other than John Cena. WWE. And Big Show, Big Show as well. He done like hundreds yeah. of shit for them. He did the Special Olympics. Big Show. Well, but Big Show when he came across said that I'll come over and I'll do anything. But the one thing I want to keep is the Special Olympics. Like I can't. I'm. I'm never giving that up. That's like my favorite thing to do mm. in life. Right. So AEW, like that's cool. You can still have like this relate like working relationship with WWE where they let you come in and do the Special Olympics stuff. And WWE and Vince McMahon's cool with it. So he's still doing that. So that's I don't know. Weird. Well, that's cool. It's really weird. It's cool. It's 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 good, and it's good of Tony Khan. It's good of Vince, to be honest, to yeah. do it. But um, I don't know if he's gonna be. But yeah, he'll he'll be involved with the wrestling side of all that stuff. But um, Mark Henry, fuck man, I I like, what are they gonna make him do? What what's he gonna do? Manage someone? I don't know. It's just pure weird. Like they've got Big Show in as the <clears throat> guest commentary or whatever. Yeah. Mark Henry's not a fucking young guy anymore. 
And he was oh, looking yeah. rough the last time you seen him on WWE, jumping about in a wee scooter. Yeah. But he uh, he's looking fucking good now. He's lost more weight, I think. I'm trying to think, man. Like, it's a wee bit TNA, isn't it? Just yeah. Just signing people because they went at WWE, not because of what they can bring you to the table. But then, I mean, Mark Henry does have all the ambassador stuff, so maybe he's bringing yeah. something, I don't know. They did say, oh, we don't want to be the company that signs ex-WWE guys. But that's what they're doing. But it's not even like guys that can still wrestle. Like, you maybe get one or two matches a year out of these guys. Yeah. If you're going to sign somebody, you want someone that's going to be working for you every week. Yeah, you do, yeah. Nah, it's weird. But I don't I don't understand what's fucking making them sign with AEW rather than WWE. Surely they'd still get, like, a good payday under a Legends contract or something. Yeah, and if they're just doing ambassador work, it just mean well maybe maybe there was too much travel. I mean they've not Perhaps. they've not done any travel the past year, but maybe it was something to do with going abroad all the time, and he just wants to stay in Florida now. Ah, we'll fucking we'll catch it in a few years' time in somebody's biography saying like Vince was into massive guys and it was sexually awkward at work. <laughs> he kept walking over and going beef every time he fucking walked in the room <laughs> just like sitting at a dinner table with two steaks clapping them together <laughs> in his hands like wow every time he walked in the room clapping his steak just keeping eye contact with the big show and Mark Henry at all times <laughs> you're big boys <laughs> right should we get into the actual main event let's do it right cool the main event of the evening, we have Stadium Stampede 2, Return of the Twats. Return of the Peds. Return of the Peds, Malibu Stacy Strikes Back. The, the, we got fucking MGF turns up in a limo, starts calling them all out, and then the Inner Circle come down on bungee cords looking like Mission Improbable. I don't know, <laughs> not, not quite um. Mission Impossible. <laughs> This is not something that should still be happening. Like, see, no. whenever they came down off these cards, I was just like, no, mate, you can't. You can't be fucking... can't be coming down for rafters like this. We know what happened. Just, let's not let's not do that again. Yeah, let's just not go there. I know, the, 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 you just, that, that was the same thing I thought as well. I saw it and I was like, just don't die, for the love of God. Aye. <clears throat> like, especially um, Jericho, who just loves taking a massive fucking bump now. I oh, know. And then um, FTR and the rest of the boys turn up on FTR's truck and fucking Tully Lanchard's there as well, which made me laugh. I was like, why the fuck is he here? Chris <laughs> still has his broken arms. I'm like, what's going on? Um, so yeah, then they all kind of split up into their own wee separate fights and it kind of cuts back and forth between all the different fights and they get all their spots in. It was, it was pretty fucking funny, to be honest. So yeah. the first one's Jericho and MGF. I saw MGF throws hot coffee into Jericho's face, who's screaming, and he starts smacking him with the phone. And it goes like, sorry, Chris can't talk right now. He's too busy swallowing his teeth. And then we get what is probably the best spot I've seen in ages. Chris Jericho picks up a megaphone and screams through the megaphone into <laughs> MGF's face. Oh. Man, it's so daft. Yeah. The, the fighting in a fucking boardroom at one point, and he... He's got like a whiteboard, one of these spinny whiteboards you see in American TV shows and that. And MJF's kind of like leaning over it. So he spins and it smacks him in the face. Yeah, that was fucking cool. Uh, so the other two people who are fighting, we've got Wardlow's fighting Hager, as you imagine they would be. Um, they're fighting in like a good storage thing, like food maybe. And yeah. And they end up in a walk-in freezer. 
Imagine like everybody just had somebody else who were fighting you when you would just be raging like, no, this this isn't what I wanted to see. I didn't want to see fucking MJF fighting Ortiz. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Chris Jericho fighting Wardlow. I get an absolutely <laughs> battered. Like, no, no, what, what is happening here? And then, like, Wardlow just pins Jericho straight away. That was our thing. See if they're doing all these cutaways. What if they just go to somebody and they win with a small package and nobody else knows about it? Well, that's what I kept thinking. I'm like, they're all miles away from each other, so you can't break anyone out. You just have to trust that, like, your dudes aren't going to lose. Yeah. Yeah, so Wardlow and Hagen end up in this fucking walk-in freezer and you've got like the fakest ever dead pig that's cut in half hanging about. It's very much made of plastic from the looks of things. Two big slabs um, of meat knocking against each other. Uh, yeah, aye. It was, uh, the big show was one and Mark Henry was the other. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then fucking Wardlow pulls out an icicle and he's using it like a fucking chip, and he's like stabbing that <laughs> Hager. He's like jumping about, like championships, championships, trying to get out of the way. Uh, and then Wardlow puts Jake Hager through a wall. So no championships for you, Jakey boy. Yeah, fucking harsh, harsh one. Yeah, I thought so. The next one, the next grouping, we've got Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears, and in, they're in a room full of chairs. Yeah, don't know what the fuck happened here. This freaked me out. It was fucking strange, right? They're in a room full of chairs and they're having like a fucking lightsaber duel with steel chairs in the dark. Ah. Yeah, it seems like some weird musical spot. Mm. It was freaking me out. Sammy was like jumping and flipping off stuff and rolling about like fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. And you got fucking Spears handcuffs him to like a backstage shelving unit. And that's the end of that segment. So how the fuck did... Right, okay, we'll, we'll, come, we'll come back to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because, spoiler alert, Sammy Guevara gets out and we don't know how. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think the there key? was bolt cutters. I think there was bolt cutters at his feet. Uh, of course there was. Just before it cuts away. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he manages to grab the bolt cutters, though. Yeah. And how's he going to use the bolt? You need you need yeah. both hands and some leverage. Maybe ask one of the cameramen really politely, like, go on, mate, yeah. there's no rules in this match. You want to fucking grab the other end? <laughs> That'd be one way to do it, aye. So yeah, we've got Santana and Ortiz are facing FTR and Tully Blanchard in what I can only describe as a, like a gay, gay bar. steel mill. It was a gay bar. 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 Like, not that there's anything wrong with gay bars, right? A gay bar's a good night out. Aye, no, I'm totally cool with it, but like, but it was in a gay bar. Do you know... Why did they do it in a gay bar and why did they Dressed Tully up in a fucking sleeveless vest with a neckerchief. That's what I was about to say. I was, I was because they've obviously chosen that place to blend in. It was weird. Like, it was, it was weird. I found it very. This is funny. this is this would be like the point when your mate walks into the room as you're watching wrestling. <laughs> you like, like your parents or your girlfriend or something. Yeah, like you'd be like, oh, why'd you watch wrestling? It's stupid. It's fake. It's gay. Like, ah, oh, no, it's fun. It's just a wee bit of entertainment. This is when they walk into the room and there's fucking four guys, one old guy and, a, and another old guy at some point shows up and they're fighting in a gay bar. I know. And um, you can't explain that away. The best part was like they kind of caught eyes across the bar and they're like, sup? And they kind of walk over to each other and they kind of give each other flirty sex eyes and then they fucking drink a shot together and then start fighting. <laughs> so it turns out that Conan is the fucking DJ in the club, which I thought was quite funny. Is Conan gay? I don't think you need to be gay to be a DJ in a gay club, though. I don't think that's a rule. 
But I don't know if this was a throwback, a throwback or something for him. I don't know if like he was gay and this was a thing for him or something. But I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> know. No, because I don't want Conan to find out that I've been calling him gay in case he comes and kills me. Um, let's find out. Control F the word gay in here. No, there's no instances. <laughs> so I would say that Conan is not, uh, is not gay. Oh, he okay. just uh, DJs there. Alright, fair enough. <laughs> so You can um, DJ at a straight bar, mate. Yeah, well, mate, you can DJ wherever you like. As long like. as as long as you have the right licence to do so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we have a bit of a weird um, fight. Do you know what? They were all fully clothed. But you know when you've got two big, beefy wrestlers only wearing the pants and they're all oiled up and they're wrestling? Somehow... That's less homoerotic than this we seen in the gay bar. Yeah, hundred percent. But um, hey, that's not to say it wasn't good. It was fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> but then um, they end up having a scrap and they end up going in the fucking lift and taking the lift down away from the away from this bar. Yeah. Um. Weird. The what we got? Jake Hager. We get back to Jake Hager and Wardlow, and he ends up choke slamming Wardlow through a bunch of wooden pallets. Within pallets. I off a golf cart, I... I was surprised that golf cart didn't just fucking give way with the two big bastards on top of it. I was thinking the same thing. It was really flimsy feeling. Like, you see when they got up and you saw it denting and all that, I was like, oh, Aye. fuck me, this is going to give way. Um, yeah, so anyway, we cut back to Jericho and MGF, who start doing a bit of silly bollocks. They're going through the hallway of the place. They end up hitting a cardboard cutout of Shan Khan. Which is fucking Tony's da. Didn't realise that until they announced it like five minutes later on the commentary. <laughs> and I was then, like, uh, why, why are they just hitting this fucking cardboard cutout? It was so funny about it. And then fucking, so MGF has hit Chris Jericho with it. And then Jericho says, you're going to be in so much trouble. And then he strokes Daddy Can's head and puts, puts the cardboard button back where it was. Oh, mate, this is, this is the shite wrestling. I know, it's funny though. <laughs> or maybe you don't like it. I like. I I find all this funny because I, I I like B movies. I like yeah. bad acting. I like all this stuff. So I'm I'm watching it going like, oh, I'm very sports entertained right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a stapler spot. Holy fuck! Chris Jericho staples a thank you slip onto fucking MGF's forehead. Who How sore like is a stapler to the forehead? Um, probably a bit nippy. And I, I don't don't think it would be that bad. What do you think? Well, I always cringe at the thought of it, but only because I've ever seen it in wrestling, and mm-hmm. that's just all from selling. So I mean, like, Dirty Sanchez used to do stuff like that all the time, but they, uh, they, they would stay able to the balls and stuff, and they'd be all yeah. right. I mean, it can't I be reckon it, it must be like the same as just getting a fucking piercing. I don't think it'd be as bad as that, because I mean, it won't go very far into your thing because your skull's right there. There's not much skin. Yeah, jink it would be more of the fucking force to like the stapler, the body of the stapler hitting you. Than yeah, it would actually be that'd... the wee fucking pinch of the stapler. Yeah, I think I'd be, I think I'd be sore. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know, Let's but I don't, I'm, I don't want to find out anyway. Nah, we'll try it. Just try it. We'll just try it. Once, once, we're all fucking level two or level one, whoever the fuck we're gonna be, and we're all happy days, we can go around and hang out. I'll, I'll bring the stapler, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring the ball sack. There we go. <laughs> you bring the balls. You bring you bring the balls. I'll bring the I'll bring the gun. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this this was a long ass match. So we had MGF has got a hammer and he's gonna fucking hammer Chris Jericho's broken arm. But uh, Chris Jericho smacks him with a bin, um, and he finds Floyd the baseball bat in a cupboard, and then dinks MGF on the head with it. I, I thought that was the sorest looking spot of the whole thing. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that... With a baseball bat. But then, yeah. So then he calls uh, MGF an asshole and then puts him through a window. And then, what did you make of this fucking motorbike spot with Sean Spears? What was that all about? Do you, do you know who those people were? They were the Inner Circle Motorcycle Club. Right. Uh, well, okay. Is that is that who they were? Is that, is that <laughs> that's what, I don't know. That's, that's what commentary told me. Like, all right, okay. Well, right. Because, I was looking at it, and, and my brain couldn't make sense of it. It was like these three older dudes on fucking massive Harleys chasing Sean Spears through a stadium. And he ran through a door to get away from them, and I was like, "What the fuck am I watching, man? <laughs> what the fuck's going on here?" Nah, it was just them fucking doing the callbacks of Sammy getting chased all the time, wasn't it? Yeah, probably. I. But it was just shite. It was not sports entertained. No. So then we've got Chris Jericho and MGF. They end up in Daly's place. So it turns out that this wasn't pre-recorded. This is fucking, or some of it might have been, but this is kind of life or at least they've edited it well enough to make it look life uh they end yeah. up walking through the crowd that's a question then fuck it do you think it was live um no not up until when they started them um, making their way into the crowd right okay so you think that they'd yeah i think everything was pre-recorded until uh they got to the shots where they were in the arena right okay like started in the crowd that makes sense actually i don't know but what do you reckon do you reckon it was all live well, I know that MJF was bleeding at one point shortly after this, but I'm trying to figure out if he'd bladed before they got to Daly's place or not. Oh, I'm not sure. But probably for the stapler, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably from the stapler. Oh, no, no, it might have been when he got hit with a spotlight. So he gets hit with a spotlight as soon as they get into the crowd, and that uh, might have been bladed. But, um, and then Jericho powerbombs him through a box, and the crowd are going fucking nuts at this point. Sammy Guevara runs Sean Spears over with a golf cart. Uh, smacks him right into Daly's place down the ramp that fucking Sue usually brings her people wa- uh, people carrier down. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sue's ramp, that's what we're going to call it. Sue's ramp. Then Sammy does a springboard nothing into the ring. He's got Sean Spears in the ring. He, he does a springboard nothing and he gets smacked with a chair shot. Um, <sighs> Sammy Guevara hits a 6.30 cent on and the inner circle win and they're still the inner circle. And you were right, you called that and I didn't. What did we call just that the inner circle were going to win? You you called the inner circle were going to win. I called that. Uh, I th- Pinnacle. I thought they were going to lose. Yeah, ah, I thought they were nice. going to lose. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was sports entertained. That's what I'm going to put. I'm going to like, it was stupid. It was slow to start. Once it got going, I was very sports entertained. And it was silly bollocks wrestling, which I'm a fan of. And that's pretty much. Oh, I've got to say about it. What What do you want to say about it? What What's your thoughts? Your yeah, thoughts? no, I liked it. It was pretty cool. Other than just a couple of the weird spots, um, it's good that the fucking inner circle is still a thing, and I hope that they are just going to keep inner circle and the pinnacle separate for a bit now. But I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to fucking push this for a bit more. But I want to see them opposites. Who would you want to see the pinnacle go after then? Um, I don't know. I don't think there's any one group I would want to see them go after. Just like have them say, right, we're going after the fucking belts each of our own. Yeah. But just have like FTR in a tag match, but you've still got the other two or other three as at ringside. Okay. Or MJF up in commentary with Sean Spears at ringside and Tully Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. You got anybody that you would stick the pinnacle or the inner circle up against? I think maybe going after the belts. I think I think you could end up with one of these guys going after the elite. I don't know if 
will, will they do the inner circle versus the elite again? Considering that the inner circle are face now, you kind of got the opposite. Yeah, that would be interesting. That'd be a good way to go with it. Uh, that would, yeah, because I think Kenny's going to lose the belt to Adam Page eventually. Aye. And I think um, they're probably going to try and keep these guys apart for a while because they want that to be like a massive storyline. So it'd be a good way to keep them apart. Yeah. I'd be cool with that. So, overall, what we're making the, of the show, I think we've said it already at the start, Yeah. have you got anything I'm, else to add? Nah, after going through all, all the matches again, talking over, I did enjoy that it was just fucking really long. You need to pick what matches you want to watch, and like, we've probably fucking done it here because we've skipped through the ones that we were fucking burnt out at, and really yeah. went into depth at the ones that we did enjoy. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, before we edit any of this down, we're sitting at just over two hours on my recording, so... Yeah. For, what, a fucking five-hour pay-per-view? Yeah, it's pretty mad, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, it was good. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. The, um, it's like I said, there's a bit of a lull in the middle where Cody Rhodes had that shiter, and then I think it kind of suffered from that. I think it started picking back up again when Britt Baker won. I think everyone was a bit like, okay, cool, this is starting to pick up again. Yeah. And... Yeah, for me, that was kind of the whole show. Uh, it was good at the start, it was good at the end, and it was alright, well, kind of ranging from shit to okay in the middle. I like this kind of way, W. I feel like after a pay-per-view, you are actually going to see different things happening. Whereas yeah. WWE, it's like, oh, the pay-per-view's done the next night on Raw, it's the same fucking thing again, Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. Oh, I can't believe Whereas now, playing. like, stuff will move on. Like, you'll still get yeah. some of the same shit. Like, you'll get the Brian Cage and Team Taz, that'll continue. Yeah. But I don't think you'll get the, like, say, Inner Circle and Pinnacle anymore. That's ran its course for me anyway. I hope we don't mm-hmm. see more of that. Kenny Omega and these triple threats. They two, hopefully they're gone, but maybe you'll still have Pac versus Orange Cassidy in some sort of way with their stables. Yeah. So they still keep fighting, but you've got a new storyline for uh, Kenny Omega, whoever he's got to take on next. So I'm looking forward to Dynamite just because I want to see who everybody is going to be moving on to, feud-wise. So you asked me fucking through the week if I'd pick five guys for WWE to move over to AEW or whatever. Yeah, underutilised guys, yeah. Alright, so I've been trying to have a look, and I keep going on the roster... And there's nobody that I can see that is like being properly underutilized. And I'm like, WWE don't have as big of a fucking roster as you actually think when you go look at them. Mm-hmm. But see if you go on NXT. Yeah. The NXT roster has more than the Raw roster and the SmackDown roster. That's mad. That's mental, isn't it? That is mad. That is. The only two names that I could come out with is Buddy Murphy. I'd put him on cool. fucking AEW because he's fucking class. But he just keeps yeah. getting pumped around daft fucking stories. Yeah. Another one is uh, Fandango. Oh, nice. Johnny Curtis. Because he had his fucking WWE debut WrestleMania against Chris Jericho. Yeah. He's just not done fucking anything big off the back of it, really. Other than the ballroom yeah. dancer. He's, he worked some fucking really good matches with Tyler Breeze in the tag team mm-hmm. matches on NXT. Yeah. But I put him over in a maybe... Tommaso Champa, but I wouldn't say he's been nice. underutilized. They're they're using no, him really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Timothy well Thatcher used. now he's in there. Well, he's getting put in a lot of tag matches, but I think that's because he's actually fucked body wise. He keeps getting yeah. nasty injuries, so I think they're putting him in more tag matches so that he doesn't fuck his cell up worse than he already is. Yeah, 
Did you have anybody in mind when you were asking the question who you who would you send to? Yeah, well, I had. A, I mean, when I asked the question, uh, in my head, I was thinking like, "Fucking hell!" Imagine they had someone like Shayna Baszler on, on Dynamite. And then, yeah. And I was like, you know what? She would be excellent there, and she get used as well. I, f- I feel like Vince obviously doesn't doesn't have faith in her. What did you watch Raw last night? Blitz through it. She she fought fucking Reginald. She fought Reginald and then she had a backstage thing with Alexa Bliss. Oh, right, okay. But I, di- I didn't watch it to fucking pay that much attention, but I think this is her now getting away from... Nah, yeah. Well, that'd be good, because I think, I, think I think that's been a long time coming. Yeah, um, so you maybe get her on her own and going for a singles belt for a bit. That'd be cool. Yeah. So and I've also got... It'd be quite cool to get Lana across. She could uh, team up with Miro again and yeah. do something there. Um, cool. And then I thought three guys like workhorses that would be fucking perfect for AW, who don't really get much going for them on WWE, would be Ricochet, Alistair Black, and Chad Gable. Thought they'd be fucking great. Yeah. See, I was thinking about it, and I was walking through these, and I was like, "Well, Alistair Black's finally getting used again, so I wouldn't pick him because he's actually getting back on TV now." Uh, Chad Gable has been a regular on TV because he's working with Otis. And he's doing fuck all, isn't he? He's, uh, he's getting on TV, so I'm like, alright, I can't get on him because they're actually using him for something. Oh, Who was your other one? Kind of people. Um, so I've said Ricochet. I know, I know he's now in the, the US title picture. He's fucking about in the US title picture, so I'm like, they're actually using the people they've got. There's nobody sitting backstage without doing a no, fucking I mean, awful lot. They're, they're using them. But I think... The Aye, most, they're not using the them as fucking good. Not, yeah, they're not using them right, is kind of what I'm thinking. It's like you've got... So Ricochet was probably the hottest thing in the world when they when they signed him. And yeah. like, what is he now, really? I, I know I know he's going for the US title on that, but is he going to win? If he does, how long is he going to keep it for? Like, fucking five minutes and a cup of tea? Yeah. <laughs> fucking Alistair Black, they've got him as this like spooky dude. Maybe they'll do something with him, but he's fucking... He's fucking world champion. Oh, really. mate. Did you see Randy Orton's got a wee fucking goatee? Oh, God, yeah. What the fuck? Oh, I loved it. Did you love it? Oh, it looked like a wee Eddie Guerrero or Chavo Guerrero <laughs> fucking goatee head going on. I was like, nice. Aye. He's proper vibing with Matt Riddle now. Aye. He'd be good and, um, yeah, I just want to see Matt Riddle stroke it. Ah, I'm enjoying that. See Randy Orton, Matt Riddle stuff. Yeah. I, I haven't watched... Raw, without fast forwarding, almost every segment for months now. Yeah, it's been fucking brutal. It's been bad. Smackdown's not been much better. I've I've enjoyed the Roman Reigns heel turn stuff. Like I'm, that, that, that's the only thing in WWE I'm actually really tuning in for. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. A fucking good episode, a long episode for a long pay per view. Um, thanks very much, Randy, for all your thoughts and opinions. All of them yeah. excellent, even the bad ones. Ah, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to talk. I like these fucking ones that we get to do and we just rant for two hours solid. Yeah, that's the best ones. That's, that's the, the best. best. That's the best. So where can we catch you on Twitch, Randy? What are you playing? Get me on Twitch at Randy Phil. I've not started playing yet, but I want to go get Resident Evil Village. Might go nice. pick it up today. Cool. I've been saying that for the past week. Have you got it? Have you played it? No, I've not. No, I've been playing Abe's Soulstorm oh, after you recommended good. it. It's good. I've I've been playing it with the missus, so we've been like taking turns and stuff. So it's been been good. We've fun. 
Yeah, it's been good. I'm going to get Resident Evil and I'm going to shite myself. And it's going to be a fun. It's going to... I don't. <laughs> sup... The fucking Young Bucks didn't have their Super Kick party, but I'm having a shite bag party. Yeah, shite bag over party on Twitch. On Twitch. At Randy one. Phil. Randy Phil's shite bag party. Um, yeah, you can catch uh, both of us at Snapdragon Duplex. We're on all the fucking daft bullshitty places. We're on Twitter, fucking, I don't know, from Facebook, but we're on Instagram. We're on TikTok, but I've not done anything. Oh, well, what? we've, yeah, we have, we'll have a shite bag party on the fucking TikTok at some point. There we go. Um, and as always, you can catch us on the website, www.snapdragonduplex.co.uk. You can download all the episodes, send them to your mod, do whatever you like with them. I don't mind. I don't mind. Fucking keep them forever as a treasure for your family. Yes. Um, so, yeah, thanks very much. And just remember to give us a fucking follow, subscribe. All that good shit. Really appreciate that. Thanks for the support. And take care. Take care.